three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, jeez. Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is Jobbing Out. And welcome in. It is episode number 124 of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course... The main event. event, event, event. A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins, who, as you can tell, is on the phone this week and not uh, with us either in studio or via Skype, because today is the first day of school for him. Um, yeah, <laughs> really. know, The summer vacation has ended. Did Tots pack you lunch? <laughs> uh, not a Dan Snyder did, though. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, AJ, it's the first day of training camp as we taped on Wednesday this week, so he is uh, sort of in between all of the meetings and things that he has to do and taking as much time for us as he can. With that in mind, we'll get right into it. Donovan Dijak will join us later on the program. You've seen him on Ring of Honor. He's coming to WWE soon, although I don't think we can directly address that with him because it's not, like, official, but it's, it's official. He's coming to NXT. Now... Uh, let's recap what happened last week. We made our picks uh, along with uh, Dale Hoffman, who was in with us last week for Battleground, which occurred on Sunday night. One of us is going to have to sing. Aaron Oster, who's that? Or at least one of us is going to have to sing. Who is that going to be? All right, we had seven matches that we picked. I took away the uh, Fashion Files thing because obviously it hasn't been revealed yet, though I've heard some weird rumors about that. Uh, anyway, Dale went four and three on these seven picks. Mm. I went five and two. Mm. Glenn went four and three. Mm. AJ went two and five. Oh, that is not great. Oh, not very good there, AJ. Oh, not man. So that means that at some point, so, uh, hold on. So I only got New Day, and uh, what was the other one I got? Uh, you got New Day, and you got Nakamura. That's it. That's Yay. it. Ooh, that's not. That's good. rough. That's not. Well, the good news is for us, because it means that at some point, I don't know when, we'll have to coordinate when, uh, I'd like to do it during the show, if possible, um, AJ will have to turn on the old Periscope, or Facebook Live, or whatever it is that he wants to do, and stream himself singing, Love is a Battlefield, by Pat Benatar. Remember last week when AJ said these words, I'm good, I don't lose. Yeah, I mean, you know, even a garbage can gets <laughs> I will say it would be fun to do it at uh, Raven Stadium when the Redskins play the Ravens in it, the week it one would preseason. Be, it would be a lot of fun to do it that way, although he does have a job to do on those particular nights. So eh, I'm you know. Yeah, right. I'm going correct. to – I think we should allow yeah, him I'll, to – I'll probably, I'll probably just do it at, like, snack one night in the hotel um, uh, during training camp. Do you think there's uh, any chance you could get – you could do it the same night that uh, Vernon Davis has to sing? Yeah, actually, I could coordinate that. Very well. Like make it like sort right. of almost a, a talent show type of uh, of night there. Yeah, we. I figure, I'm, I'm sure we could figure that. Out. Well, I think that would be wonderful. I'd be all That'd be lovely. In. That would be just lovely. All right, so so much to cover, so much to cover from SmackDown and Battleground. Um, let's start with the fact that Jinder Mahal is still the champion, uh-huh. and that the Great Kali uh, is. By a, the way, is by the thing. way, that was the uh, 
and it's not a very high bar, but that was the best Punjabi cricket match. In, in fairness, it was. I, you know what? I'm going to say something, too. There's a lot of negativity about Battleground, and I could not disagree more. I, I don't get it. I think it was not just a good show. I think it was an excellent show. I think Correct. it was fun throughout. I think that the matches were largely good. I don't really understand the complaints about the Punjabi. I like I. Well, the what? Punjabi prison match was bad. Like, I, I disagree with that. I mean, why the first, was that bad? Well, I, I think the well, not that they did anything wrong. I think that the match is clunky. I think that the the inner cage part. Why? Like, well, think about think okay. So the, the, the rules of the. A good t- story throughout the entire time. But he, I mean, here's the problem with the Punjabi prison as a whole. One of the big problems is that the inner cage part it builds itself where a big chunk of the match is them laying on each other to wait for the things to close. I, I agree that it's weird, but that's part of the that's but, but the that's rules not, of the match. I, but, and I'm saying that's bad. I think that leads to a bad match because you have literally guys laying on each other for 35 seconds at a but time. They, but they didn't do that though. But they like, did. They were like fighting each other. They were hitting moves. They were hitting they were moves in between, and then it was... Okay, let's, let's peel the... Up. Hang on, let's take a second. Aaron, you were there. I was... Well, and, and the biggest problem with it, as far as... I knew this was... I, I knew there's no way that you can enjoy watching a yeah, Punjabi no, prison no, match Yeah, no, you live. can't see it. You can't see it at all. Yeah. You can't see... I, I saw little And you had good seats. And, but, I mean, part of it was I was on the floor, so, like, when it went to the opposite cage, like, forget it. But even right. when they were in the ring, uh, you can't see shit, and that's why... The fans largely, and that's part of it. Is the atmosphere sucks because the no, fans can't no, watch it. No, no, you no, can't see the no, match. No, I, I no, hang on, hang on. The atmosphere sucks every match, but the tag team match that opened the show. So it's not the the match's fault. The main it was fault. it was by far. You didn't hear obnoxious mm-hmm. chants. You didn't hear stuff like that. You until, didn't hear chants at all. Well, but that's better than hearing Nakamura the CM did, Punk. Well, this the Nakamura Corbin match. Well, I don't think was very good. I thought that was. Like I, I think there were better, there were decent matches. I thought Cena Rusev overachieved. Mm, way, yeah, yeah, I thought I thought excellent. that was way more entertaining than it had any right to be. I thought the Nakamura Corbin match, like what was there to really cheer in the match? There, there, it wasn't that good of a match. I don't know. I it, it, was it was fine. It was it was fine, and that was the thing. I'm just yeah, saying. I, I'm just saying if, if you're no, no, using no, that no, one, no, no, there was no, no, no. There was there was specific parts where Corbin was beating down Nakamura, and he had him in you know the chokehold where you're supposed to cheer the, the baby face, and no one said anything. But everyone was loud during his entrance. Right. Everyone was loud during the opening match, but the crowd sucked. You included sucked. The entire night. <laughs> me, me, me personally. I, well, I, I, do, I do think if your argument is that – you're right about one thing. I knew there was no way – and I'm, unfortunately I had a, a, a memorial that I had to attend on Sunday, so I was not able to go with you on, uh, to the battleground. Yeah. But I had told you weeks ago, I had said, I don't think that that's the Punjabi prison works live. It, it doesn't work I, live. I don't yeah. think it works live. Now, you can make an argument that the Punjabi prison sort of doesn't work fine. I, I didn't have a problem with any element of the match. I, I am, Me either. I'm baffled. That's watching on TV. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly befuddled by the complaints about the Punjabi prison that I have seen on the internet. I, I don't know what you wanted. Now, if what you wanted was some big moment and you got the great Kali instead, like, okay, that has nothing to do with the match. And frankly, it was, it was, it was fine within the storyline. It was awesome. Oh, I mean, my, and, and as long as you ignore the fact that, you know, Jinder Mahal was brought in as the great Kali's rival, that's how he was brought into the company. But, yeah, but, but, that's, but that's, so that's far, that's far away. That. Yes, I know. That, that would be the yeah. one complaint there. Um, and, it, and it works in the storyline of, you know, we feel as though you're disrespecting, you know, Punjab, you know, everything about our culture. 
and so I'm going to side with you, and we've created right. this you know, ridiculous faction that's going to be unstoppable. It, it probably would have been good to have Great Khali show up on TV on Tuesday night. I, I mean, don't know why. Like, you mention it. and Yes, that's, that's a little bit weird, but maybe it was a one-time thing. Maybe it was just, uh, this is my match, I'm coming out and do this. And that's, honestly, I'm fine with that, too. And frankly, nobody really wants to get another Great Khali match. Nobody likes the idea of Great Khali wrestling again because I can only watch so many headbutts in my life. So if it was just a one-time thing, I'm still fine with it. In fact, I probably prefer it. Um, but I had no. I, it worked for me. The, the, the spot, obviously, everybody knows the spot was one of the most ridiculous things I've seen. Somehow, yeah. we've seen plenty of dudes jump off thing, off structures or be thrown off structures. Somehow, this one looked more devastating than any of those other things that we've seen. You're talking about yeah. the Singh brother going off? Yes, or, Sam, it was Samir, right? He, uh, I can't, I honestly I, don't I believe know which it was one. Samir. Uh, it's because he just let go. He didn't, like, he didn't look back, he didn't position himself, he just kind of let go and fell. It was amazing! Yes, it looked fantastic. It was incredible. It was one of the great spots I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't get, that's why I don't get why what people's beef is with the entire thing. I'm Dude, I'm as, as I think it's as bizarre as you. I, I, I think that the... To me, at least, and again, part of it was because I couldn't see half the match. But part of it, I, I thought the first, the inner half was lousy. The second half was good with a couple good spots. But the first half was, I thought, really lousy. And it, I, I I'm, I'm, what I'm afraid of is that I, it's the confusing nature of the rules of the Punjabi prison that makes people not enjoy. It's it. Not confusing if you. No, have I, any I don't think it's confusing. I just, no, I, I don't I mean, think it leads to a compelling the, first the, half. The, of the, the notion match. that the door can only be open for sixty seconds. It's, it's, it's. It's different than anything else that they do in WWE. And yeah, but there's a lot of matches like that. Mm, there's not the a casket lot. Match. What's that? The casket match. Okay, but the, cas- like the casket match. match is just, it's, it's a match, and it just ends when somebody goes into a casket. Uh, the buried alive match, how is that like any other match? Again, it's just a match. It's the same. All of the entire action is the same as anything else. It just changes how it ends. The flag match, uh, same thing. Like, I'm not, dude... A flag match, I even confused Rusev. Well, let's well, be that's clear. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> I think be... that you're forgetting how many little brains are involved in this process. I think there's a lot of stupid people that watch, and it's too much. It's just too much to ask them to remember like what the rules are and how you win this match and all that. Is it, though? It shouldn't be, but I think it might be, dog. I'm, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like that might have something to do with it. I, I genuinely... But the problem is, yeah, again... I am right now. It's the smarks that are complaining about it. And to me, that says you were just going to complain about a Punjabi prison match no matter what. That there was Correct. nothing that could well, have happened. Do you, do you, uh, Glenn, do you think that the first, the inner part of the match was good? I thought it was fine. I didn't okay. think it was like the great, I didn't, wouldn't have given it a five-star match, but I thought it was fine. I thought it was a yeah. match. I, I, I thought that... And it, I, thought that they, I thought that they told a compelling story with the, with the, the doors opening up and how they fought. Cause, yeah. Because you make it seem like they just laid on top of each other the whole time, and that's not true. They were trying to get out. They did moves on each other. Then they grabbed the ankles. They were doing everything you would do in a cage match that nobody would have a problem with. But because it's called dif- it's called a different match, people pretend like there's an issue with it. Well, no, it's not exactly the same as the cage because in the cage you do see them dragging away. While this one, especially when it hit you know 25 seconds or so, you literally did lie on the guy. I, but I mean, I go back I, and watch the match. And I think it's awfully nitpicky. I don't remember that being something. There was maybe was there some of it, maybe, but again, I think that works within the concept of the match. Well, again, yes, happen. it works logically, but that doesn't mean it's exciting. I don't. I don't think there was as much of that as you're you're painting it to be. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it. In no way was there. If there was, it wasn't enough that it, it it made me think differently of the match at all. Like I just. 
when it happened, I thought it fit, and I didn't think it was overbearing. And that's I just I really am. I I expected to come on. I like one of my themes for this week was going to be, dude. I think Battlegrounds becoming the the fifth best pay per view of the year. Because to me, it's back-to-back years where I thought Battleground was great. Now, I didn't think this one was as good as last year's, but also I was at last year's, and last year's was so... It, it, like, for a DC crowd, which normally sucks, was so electric and so great that maybe I just feel about it differently. But I I liked this card. I, I thought it was very good. I thought there was so much going on that I... I'm really confused, man. I am really confused by the complaints For, about it. I, I mean, I don't think I, I saw some people saying it was like the worst of the I, WWE network era, which I, I think is like, completely wrong. I will say this: like, you know, when you have Styles Owens was weird. Like the the ending was a little weird. It wasn't so, that great. So the ending was weird. I, I, well, I'm just like overall, like you expect Styles Owens, you expect a a great match. It wasn't a great match. It was a fine match. You know, obviously the I SmackDown it, match was way better. The New Day's Usos was, was great. It was the match of the night, no question. The women's that was match, incredible. The women's match was fine. As I said, I was very disappointed by Nakamura Corbin uh, at the pay per view. Obviously, the, I thought the rematch was fantastic. And Cena Rusev was it was entertaining. Was excellent. I, I thought it was very entertaining. Okay, I got an excellent Cena Rusev match. It was excellent. It was it was everything that you could have possibly imagined from a Cena Rusev flag match when you knew this is going to end, except for AJ, when you knew this is going to end with the same dumb nonsense John Cena thing. Like, for it, knowing that was going to occur, I got everything out of that that I possibly could. And here's an even more bizarre thing. I, who Was it AJ that sent the text about the, 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 the flag getting booed? Like, yeah. dude, when I went back and watched it again... The crowd was really over on Cena, which is no, no, no. That's not what I meant. I meant like when he came out, they still did. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, fair. Yeah. I'm like, no, we were. Oh my God, there was this one woman and, in the crowd who was did, living and dying by Cena. Like it was, it was the greatest crowd reaction I've ever seen in my life. Like she was basically having a seizure as he was going up to get the flag. She was in tears at the end. She was so happy. It was one of the. Gr- I had so much fun watching her. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I must be missing something. I thought that was great. The, the the we've already established the tag team match was wonderful. Yes. I mean was was one of the best matches of the year. It was so good. Um, uh, by the it way, might be the best tag team match this year on the pre-show. Nobody wants to talk about it, but that kicked ass. That was I like I think I'm obsessed with Aiden English right now. As part of the problem is that like, I'm legitimately obsessed with him, and there's some weird stuff about you know the way that it all went down. Like, but that's fine. I think that. I, I, I don't I, I'm man I'm I'm missing something here I am missing what made this people are talking they even suggest it's a bad pay per view I, I thought it was mediocre what I occurred was, you know I, I don't think that it was bad I I think that I, I think mainly people are complaining about Styles Owens and the main event okay I, I think that's that those Styles are Owens was fine it, it was, had a weird ending it, well Styles Owens was fine but it's Styles Owens you ex- have a higher bar for it okay if you thought Styles Owens was going to be the greatest match of all time then well then you no didn't I mean you expected to be a I, I think there are people who expected it to be a be- much better match than it was. It's that's not a like I said, two or three matches on SmackDown. Okay, but then, then I think what you're doing is comparing it to your expectations and not and, being and fair well, to what it actually and, and, but was. That's why I'm just I'm saying why people were complaining about that match. Okay, but you're yeah. saying you thought it was a mediocre pay per view. I did not find it to be a mediocre pay per view. I found it to be. I mean, I, a, I thought a, I thought a I, good to very good pay per view. I, I wouldn't. I would say it's a C pay per view. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm at a yeah, loss. I would say I'm at a loss for words. what actually occurred at the night that made it a C pay per view. Well, what I, I mean to me, and and the thing I think you have seen Rusev way. I, I found it entertaining. I didn't think it was a, a 
great, excellent match like you did. I think that's so. When you're looking at it, when what you're saying more could ma- you have possibly imagined from that? Uh, I, I don't know what more I could have imagined from it, but that's the thing. Like, I, I didn't it have was, it as a high-ceiling match. It was good. It was different. It was, again, it, with the context being we all knew what was going to happen, except for AJ. Um, <laughs> like, like, it was... It, they, they used weapons. You know, like, it was... It, it was... I, I, here's, I mean, here's, uh, one of the best, one of the best uh, attitudes adjustments. spots in years. It was fun. It was a fun match. It was a, a solid... B, B they minus told B. tremendous yes. stories in the back. But, but here's, okay, here's, so, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. If I'm taking, if I'm not giving that an A, and what I'm saying is, it was a. And even if I am giving it a, let's say a B or whatever. Let, let, let's say it's a B match. Is that fair? B match or do you, uh, okay, do you think it's fine. I think it's, I, that's in a your B. opinion. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean that, that's fine. Those were the two good matches to me. Everything else was was fine no, as it the was. The prison match was. And, see, was yeah, and yeah. I, I disagree. And you that's that's where we're that's where we're going. What's but that? You were there, so and, I and that's part of it. Might, yeah. yeah have only you part. gone back and... No, I, I haven't gone back yet. No, I have not. Okay. I do Go think you should do you. that. I do think you yeah. should do that. Because I and I don't know how much of it's still going to be affected by the fact that you were there and whatever your opinion is, but, like, right. I... I and, and, look, in fairness, you're not alone because the internet has reacted to yeah. it in a very negative way, and I am... I'm equally befuddled by all of that. I don't know what people thought they were getting. Well, but that's the they It doesn't matter what they thought they were getting. It, I don't know what they complained about. I don't know what there is to complain about. What are you complaining about that you actually got that's unrelated to saying this didn't meet my expectations? Was it bad? Hell no, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad match between Kevin Owens and AJ Styles, and an argument that it was is bullshit. Can you say mediocre? It was no. It was fine. It was fine. That's the thing. If you're saying that you're, you're saying that this was an excellent pay per view or no, a very bro, good pay per view. No, 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 no. No, the pay per view as a whole. Pay per view as a whole. Yeah, it was it a was good pay per view. And and I'm saying it that was, to no, me, there the are Owens, two matches that were better than fine. The, the Kevin Owens match, the Kevin Owens AJ Styles match was a good match with a weird ending. So people are going to pretend it was a bad match. I think it was a fine match, as as Glenn said. I think I, it was fine, I, and I, mean, I think that that was that was kind of the to me that was the story. Like the women's match was a fine match. I thought the Nakamura Court match was below fine. I thought Dillinger English was a fine match. Like that's that Dillinger English was really good. I thought Dillinger English was really good. Like the only complaint I had, literally the only complaint after watching the pay per view that I had was that they had Mike Bennett take a loss in his first match. Well, that, that was weird. Yeah, like, that, that was, was the, really that was weird. the only complaint that I had the entire night, and even that is a mild complaint, because, like, really, I don't care, because I like Sami Zayn, too, and I'd like to see good things happen for Sami Zayn, and while it's unfortunate that a good thing happening for Sami Zayn would come at the expense of someone making their pay-per-view debut, I, I can live with I don't think it was egregious. I, I'm so... I, maybe I'm just gone. May, maybe... Maybe I'm. I, I thought that I was a smark, right? I thought that people bitched about the, my opinions about things, but I'm leaning towards AJ's. If that, if what you got on Sunday night doesn't entertain you, I think you should stop watching professional wrestling. Correct. I, I I'm, I'm that. It's this, the reaction to this pay per view is that egregious to me. They gave you things that were different. They tried different things. The flag match was the first of its type ever. Correct. There have been three Punjabi prison matches ever. They gave and you, this was easily the best one. Right. They gave you things that were different. There was a surprise return. I get it. Nobody's excited about the great Kali coming back. I understand. And I'm not asking you to be. That's not part of my argument. But it's not something you might, that you... Here's the thing. You might not be surprised when he... You might not be excited that he returned. But don't act like it wasn't a cool moment to hear his, General Mahal's music hit and great Kali comes out. And, and you, know you genuinely didn't know what was about to happen. 
exactly. you had no idea what was about. You didn't. You I, had I, no clue. I, I, there were hints on Twitter, and so unfortunately, okay, then you're I an asshole. Yeah, I know. I that's know. That's what that, you that are. Sucks. Yeah. You're an asshole. Then. No, but I, I loved. I actually loved that. I loved that, that, that part. That, that was my favorite part of the match. Was Kali coming dude out? Dude came off the, yeah. the the greatest spot I've seen. I mean, like, I how is it, literally the best? Literally the best spot since Shane off the but, hell in the cell. By the way, as great as that's what I thought that the underrated part was. Orton flipping over the kit when Kali came out and him shook yeah, it the way that, was, that I thought that was just I don't know how he held on I'm just all of this I'm giving all of this if you're not entertained by that if you didn't sit down at the end of the night and say my god that was entertaining I enjoyed that I think professional wrestling isn't for you I think you should do something else I think you should look into maybe you're more of a Game of Thrones person and and the storylines and the families and the houses and all that crap that's more your thing hey don't call that crap because yeah, yeah. I'm, how I'm dare you sir I, what i'm saying is i i think there's there's something that has occurred here where this was genuinely entertaining this was not the same old same old i get it it was the same old same old finish to a john cena match fine but you knew that was happening there was you couldn't have been disappointed by that because you knew it was occurring again except for aj but he's gonna get to <laughs> sing so that's fine um if that doesn't entertain you what are you doing? What are you entertained by? What can you ask for from a company than to do different things, try different things, genuinely attempt to surprise you, do big spots, quality matches? I, I'm out, man. And you know what the craziest part of all this? People would have been even more upset if Randy Orton won. Right, yeah, that's true. People did not. like. The gender got far bigger cheers than... Uh, I mean... <laughs> That's what's, that's what's the dumbest thing to me is everybody talking shit. They got even when fans get what they want, they're not happy. I think I think there would be an argument for if you had literally had Randy Orton defeat four, you know, uh, Punjab dudes, Indian. I don't know how we're to just. I was gonna say, I don't know what, what our term what, is because they're is, not from India. What, like what, I don't know what the just, term just is. Just call them the Punjabi playboys if, and if go you, on with if it. If you had had Randy Orton defeat. Four Punjabi playboys inside of a Punjabi prison match. There might have been a compelling argument for booing. That's absurd. There's no way that somebody should be able to do that. But all that being said, it didn't happen, and all of you are assholes. That's that, all of you are. You're all I assholes. Ah, that sounds like me. I mean, I, this is me saying this. I, I, I'm stunned here. <laughs> this is me saying this. If that didn't entertain you, I don't think you're going to be entertained by professional wrestling. Try something else. Just, just give something else a shot. Because that, to me, was the essence of professional wrestling. You got a lot of different shit within the same card. You got a lot of different things, some which were fun, some which maybe missed a little bit or were clunky or were weird, but that's professional wrestling, man. Was it weird the way that the Owens-Styles match ended? Hell yeah, it was weird. And yes, is it, is it more bizarre that clearly they had changed the, the script? That's very obvious at this point, that they had planned to have AJ Styles win and suddenly decided to have Kevin Owens win? Sure, hell yeah. As Aaron and I were talking about before the show, I hope it's because Vince suddenly is looking at betting lines, realizing that things are getting leaked, and changing his There's mind no about way finishes. That's why it is. I, if it's not, I hope he starts doing that. Because all of you are assholes. And anyone no, who I looks... Think, I, think, I think what we saw on Tuesday... Explained yeah, I, I, th- I think Jericho agreed to show up on Tuesday on Sunday. And that and might that's very well be what it is. It. It's yeah. totally possible that that's the case. It's, it, it's still whatever. I hope, I hope, I genuinely hope that in the future, Vince McMahon starts looking at the betting lines every night and saying, I'm going to change my mind because fuck you. I mean, he, he did that like three years ago. I hope and he I, does it more. And, and I'm, not, I'm not against that other than the fact that it means that he's 
booking on the fly, which That's is never fine. a good thing. That's no, I disagree. Good... They do their best work when you book on the fly. Not when literally he's booking on the fly without any regard I, I don't know. To... I tend to disagree with that. I think they've done a lot of their best work in those circumstances. When have they booked, like, minutes before the show? I mean, I, I'm talking. That's what you're talking about when you're saying booking on the fly, right? Okay, now. The, the entire match can be booked. You can have an entire match work and then just literally say at the end, "But we're going to change the finish." That's not that hard. I understand that, but that generally doesn't doesn't help storylines that I dis- much when you're I, when you're changing it. Okay, because we've never been able to make this. Uh, we never walked into a match and said, "Boy, you could go either way here, and you can create a pretty compelling story." Well, you can go either way, yes. But when you're planning it, a supposedly if. You're planning on one thing, and then all of a sudden you're changing it. I'd, I'd rather have a well-executed plan than... Well, they don't do that anyway, so why well, would you... okay. I mean, I, I'm befuddled by why you would think this is a bad thing. Um, all of this... And by the way, Aaron, um, Aaron, Kevin Owens winning it so that they have the rematch on SmackDown with the surprise return of Y2J. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, yeah. no, no. no. That, I, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking about Glenn saying, like, he should just change things on the fly just to fuck with people who I, are... Who I think he should. Yeah. If people backstage can't keep their fucking lips sealed about what's going on and are leaking out who's going to win and it's changing the betting lines, then yes, I think Vince McMahon should purposely do that. Absolutely. Because the fact that this betting lines thing has become a topic... You know what? I want to stop picking pay-per-views because I'm so pissed off at betting lines. I'm so pissed off at the concept of betting lines. I, I, it's driving me goddamn wait, insane. Wait, why is this happen- Why is this now? Like, betting lines aren't new. They're not even published, They've, newly publicized. We look, the, the, they have do- gained far the, more prominence in the last year. Y- Possibly in the past. No, they gained far more no, prominence but, but, in the last year. But the year. biggest thing was when uh, the one guy on Reddit was claiming, like, I know all of the things. Remember, like, three years ago. Yes. The, the, uh, three or four years ago. And that's when uh, betting lines became big, because that's what all he was doing. He was looking at the betting lines ahead of time, and he was saying, oh, I can leak this because I know that. Yeah, that's what became line... big on Reddit. It's become everyone talks well, that, about it now. The, the guy, people were talking about it, and it was so big that Vince McMahon felt the need to change it because he wanted to screw over and that I guy. he continues to Yeah, do but it. I'm saying, like, that was three, four years ago, and I don't know why if people now are bitching started. about the, they are, I'm seeing bitching online about the AJ Styles thing because of the betting line. Oh, well, that's stupid. Fuck if, if, if you. You're, if you're... Bitching about because of the betting line. Well, that's just stupid. Fuck you, that's man. really stupid. God damn it. Change every one of them. Every match. Look at what the way the betting lines are and change every match so we can stop making this a thing. I'm sick of it. Um, all that being said, yes. It um, led to, you let, know what's crazy? Yes. All of that, wrapping up SmackDown and going into SmackDown, the craziest part of all of this is the fact that on SmackDown, A, the Nakamura Baron Corbin match was sick. Yes. Um, B, like, the main event match was sick. Yes, yes. of course. Yes. And, and it was one of the best main events that SmackDown has ever had. And then guess what? Yeah, this, Guys, gonna, this, this, is, one of the best, this is one of the best SmackDowns we've ever seen. And guess what? Next week we're going to have the best SmackDown okay. we've ever seen. Now we need to talk about that. Now we need to get into that. Because, yes, the Jericho thing, amazing. I, I don't know if this is a one-off for Jericho or not. I don't know what this is. The fact that it was a genuine surprise was correct. amazing. Correct. didn't know it was great. It was wonderful. Oh, my God. It was so wonderful. And, yes, as AJ pointed out, I was sitting on my couch jerking it. It was awkward. I had to turn my son's little chair the other way so that he couldn't watch. I mean, it was just an uncomfortable. Did you watch it live? Uh, no, I was not watching it live. So, actually, so I, it, it so actually I worked because I got the tweet and I said, Oh, now I'm really excited. And I was like, oh, but if I'm really excited, I could end up being disappointed. And yet I still wasn't disappointed. It was still that great. You know what I mean? Like, that was what made it so magical. Um, Now, it leads us to what, frankly, to me, is a potentially huge problem. I don't really care that you're doing John Cena, Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown because I'm getting it. Right? Like, I, 
I, yeah. And you're probably you're probably getting a non a screwy finish of some kind. You're not you're not getting well, the official stop, stop, stop. Let's, let, let's okay. get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. The, the problem that people have is that you're you're doing it at all before you could have Cena versus Nakamura at a pay-per-view somewhere as a big main event at the first time ever meeting between those. So that's the, the complaint that some people would have. I'm not going to complain about that because I also don't know how many more Cena main events there are. I don't. I don't know how yeah. many more they're going to do. I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard people say, well, why is John Cena going to wrestle for the title? Well, you guys are saying, why is John Cena going to wrestle for the title at SummerSlam? If he's going to break the record, that should be done at WrestleMania. And also, why is he wrestling Shinsuke Nakamura at not at a pay-per-view? That's a WrestleMania match. Why are we going to do it on SmackDown? That doesn't make sense. Guys, let me say all of this to say this. I don't think John Cena ever main events at WrestleMania again. Maybe. Ever. Well, hang on. Ever. If, they're doing, if they're doing Cena ever. Reigns, I think... Ever. I think and there's a John Cena-Roman Reigns Cena's ma- and, WrestleMania main event. if nothing else, Cena's last Mania match is the main event. No, you say that... I mean, does it have to be... I'd say it's probably going to be. Maybe. I mean, the, only per- the only other person that ever did that is Taker and HBK. Flair. Oh, no, Flair wasn't Flair wasn't the main event, yeah. no. No. <laughs> HBK. Rock. Rock. Uh, I mean, Rock, technically. Well, we don't, we don't know be, yet if it was Rock. To be honest, Rock's last match will be the main event of WrestleMania. Presumably, um, yes. That is true. Yes. So that's another person. But, yeah, you could say Cena, you could say Cena reigns, but I don't think that they would pull that trigger this year. I, you say I that, that. I don't... I think I think Cena Reigns is more of a five years from now after Cena really only starts coming back. Like as a super, super part-timer? I, yeah. I think yeah, they want it. I think they want it. I hear you saying that. I think that they believe there's too much money in it to, to, to not do it. But you might be right. You might end up being right about that. All of this, the, my, my, the first complaint being doing Cena Nakamura on a SmackDown, it does not gel for me. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. The only issue, the only issue that can become a problem is if their ultimate plan is John Cena, Jinder Mahal, which is Correct. the extremely logical plan. Correct. And they plan to have John Cena defeat Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, what if Correct. it's because of a Baron Corbin interference? It, there's no world where Shinsuke Nakamura should be losing on SmackDown. There is no world where that should nah, be happening. That's, I, that's not my beef. If it's because of Baron Corbin interference or something like that... That's how you're going to have I, Shinsuke I, Nakamura I, I, take his I, I, first I, loss? Yes, I people do that in their first loss all the time. That's name them. Rusev, that that's better than how Rusev took his first left loss to John Cena. Okay, Rusev if you if Rusev is on the same level as Shinsuke Nakamura, I'm living somewhere else. Rusev was on the level of Shinsuke Nakamura when he was the undefeated, uncontrollable Bulgarian monster. Let's not pretend he uh, wasn't. He was never over the way that Shinsuke Nakamura is over. All right. Not all right. no, there's no heel, world yes, where that's the case. Yes, he was. He was. Yes, he, he was a successful when heel. He I agree with that. When he was undefeated and he was a U.S. champ and nobody could beat him, and they had fucking Rocky uh, four flags flying yes. a Bulgaria and, over the ring, and Shinsuke yeah. and Shinsuke Nakamura might be the biggest international star in the planet. Okay, you're right, and his match was silent as fuck in Philly. I, again, I agree that was fucked up. You're right about that. I don't think that <laughs> yeah. they've done. I don't think they've they've killed it with Shinsuke Nakamura since he arrived. I think that it's been. This past match was the best we've seen Nakamura. That, this was the Nakamura we were waiting for on Tuesday. Right. This was the, the quick moving, the hard striking, the charismatic. The, like, this is the package that we've been waiting for for him to show up on the main roster that hadn't quite gotten yet on that big stage. No, he had, no, no, he had those matches with Dolph Ziggler. They, they were, were good really matches, good. but it wasn't like the, the fearsome, oh, this is why you're watching Nakamura. Um, it, 
I, I don't. I, they were really good. Yeah, not Dolph Ziggler's not the striker that Baron Corbin exactly. is, and so there's something a little bit different there. But um, look, My I thought they were very good. I, the only beef I would have is if if John Cena wins and it's just a clean win, that would piss me off. But but other if it's John Cena wins because of Baron Corbin interfering, what I think is going to happen really is I think that uh, Baron Corbin's going to interfere in the match. And they're either going to make it a triple threat match, or um, uh, between John Cena, Shinsuke, and Jinder Mahal, or Baron Corbin's going to interfere in the match to try to cost Shinsuke the match. John Cena being, I'm John Cena, I'm not going to win that way, that's wrong, and Shinsuke's going to take advantage of that and win. That's how I think that this is going to play out. Jinder Shinsuke with no build and no real build for Shinsuke to get into the title picture. I would have I mean, I a think, little bit of... I don't think we, there's any world where you're not getting Jinder Mahal John Cena at SummerSlam. Why did you have him do the goddamn Sermon on the Mount if it wasn't to make him Mr. America for a match against Jinder Mahal? When you say that no no build to Shinsuke, Shinsuke hasn't lost the match. Well, I, yeah, but he... He hasn't been facing though. Like I want Shinsuke winning the title should be a huge, huge moment that has a you know he's chasing it for a little bit. I want to see the chase there I, from Shinsuke. I, I want to see a huge moment. He's going to chase it all of August. And but I don't. I don't want to see a, a three week chase. I don't want to see a three week chase. I, I I probably agree that there's and there's just not a lot of logic right now with Shinsuke and Jinder Mahal outside of one's the champion, one wants to be the champion, and so there's logic to that no matter who it is, right? Like that. That's there's, there's logic in all of that. They have played this goddamn, the, 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 the Punjabi playboys are the bad guys and they're evil and this entire culture is evil card so much to this point, which, which I've also been uncomfortable with, admittedly. I've, I've, I, I wish that they would stop that route and make it more he's evil because he cheats. Like, I just, that's what I yes. would prefer. Um, but I think at this point, there's no world... Where you can't do John Cena, Jinder Mahal. Like, what, why did we do everything that we've done to this point if that's not what we What's were What's Cena doing if it's not Jinder Mahal? Well, I'm, he's still a free agent. Right, I mean, that's... I, but I but who, if, he's going, if he's going to be Captain America, who is he being Captain America? Like, that's been Cena's bill since he returned, is that he's Captain well, okay, America. Okay, there is one other question here, and it's a fair question, which is, since it's obvious that Kevin Owens is going to face Shane McMahon at SummerSlam, what are you doing with AJ Styles? Wait, 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 wait. You, you think that that's definitely the match? How is it yeah. not? Did you not see SmackDown? Did you? I, I, I did. I just don't know if oh, that's come on, man. man. I, I think they're. I think they're going to push that. I don't think it's SummerSlam. I think it's happening. I don't think it's necessarily SummerSlam. They're obsessed with it. Definitely the SummerSlam. I think you're crazy. I, I think that's most certainly the match that's going to happen. As soon as I saw them have the little stare down, I said, "Oh, Owens is going to lose tonight, and it's going to be Owens versus Kevin it, versus." It, um, yeah, Shane McMahon. Uh, okay. if, if they're not doing that, they're fucking up the build. I mean, they're, they're building... And, and honestly, as much as I never like, you know, as much as I complain about it yes. all the time, it, it's I get it. It's fine. And it's going to be fine. And all that stuff, I just per, per, forever wish for the greatest for Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens is the greatest. Um, but it's fine. Honestly, it's fine. And I would also like to point out, before you say anything, that uh, AJ Styles versus... Right. Was, was arguably the best match it, at it was, so. Again, I get it. I, I'm, 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 I'm bitching for no purpose of bitching. I mean, so on, I'm not, you think you go over a helicopter, you think Kevin right. Owens has a chance? I'm, there is that. There is that. And so I'm not really going to bitch about the fact that it's going to be Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon. I'm not. I'm going to learn my lesson this time, and I'm not going to bitch about it, because ultimately I'm going to say at the end of the day, it was all uh, quite good. It, it's an, a fine part of the card for Kevin Owens to be on, 
and I just hope that he becomes champion again at some point because Kevin Owens is the greatest champion. And I'm also still tantalized by the idea that this kill could be a Kevin Owens-Chris Jericho thing, and they could get it right for this chance. Anyway, the moral of the story being, if you're going to do that, what are you doing with AJ Styles? Uh, the weird thing about the AJ Styles was simply the way he won, which I'm not saying it's like, oh my god, that's a heel turn, but that's the way a heel wins. Yeah, that's how a heel wins. You're right about that. So, so that was yeah. odd. Yes. So you but think... once again, it falls into the category when you do it to a heel, you're not a heel. And, and, and that, this that is the, might be the, the, uh, the, the, the abandonment and, of heels and faces. This is that. And also, uh, I'm, about to, I'm about to hit the bricks, guys. i got to go to meetings. Yep. But right. before I uh, get off, there was one point I wanted to make about Raw. And you guys can talk about the rest of SmackDown. All you right. talk about this in Raw. But the one thing I wanted to say about um, Raw, other than the fact that, Jesus Christ, that triple threat main event next week is, week is going to be incredible. Um, but uh, the one thing, actually, there's... Another thing I wanted to say, uh, I actually, they did a good job building Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, the tag team, because going into that match, when I saw Sheamus and Cesaro standing backstage, I was like, oh, so they're going to do Sheamus and Cesaro, because we were talking about who are they going to, what face are they going to get to face Sheamus and Cesaro at SummerSlam for the tag titles? And I was like, they got to make somebody. I mean, you guys were like, they got to make somebody. And I saw them looking at the match from backstage, and I said, ah, damn, they're going to do Seth and Dean. Okay, yeah, whatever. But in that match, I was like, dude. Them, those two guys versus Sheamus and Cesaro is going to be sick. So they did a really good job of um, building that up. But the one thing I wanted to say, going back to the point you guys made last week, about the fact that um, sometimes it seems like Booker's with the heels and sometimes with the faces and some with Michael Cole, I figured it out, guys. Okay. They're, they're being t- each guy is, has specific guys that he's supposed to put over so that nobody seems... Nobody seems like he's always rooting for the faces. He's always rooting for the heels. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so, and, and, and I didn't realize it until this week because I never, because I would notice it in the past when you guys would talk about it. Um, I mean, I would notice it just, just briefly, but then when you guys talked about it last week, I was like, it's not that big a deal. And then I listened this week and I said, you know what? Uh, I really, I was like, you know what? It's really clear. They keep pushing the same guy. These guys have their own guys they got to push. But that's what I think is going on. Um, I'm going to get out of here. Right. late to meetings. But, uh, OTA on the way. Know, OTA on the way. Frank, I was on WPGC four times this week already. So, you know what I'm saying? Keep me in tunes. Go on, uh, go on my Instagram at Francis underscore sports or my Twitter at AJFrancis410 and get more information. I'll let y'all. All right. There he is. AJ Francis. It, the, what you're suggesting, and you know you're not suggesting it. You're just pointing it out. Are you saying that perhaps it could lead to AJ Styles, Chris Jericho I, I at could, SummerSlam? I, I could see that as a very – or – no, I couldn't see it at this point. I was going to say uh, AJ Styles, Shinsuke, but if we're assuming that Corbin interferes and that's why he's not in the title picture, then he has to go with Corbin. But it's a – depending on how they do it, I would, I would hate to see Cena win clean. But if Cena won clean... I, can, I still can't... I'm going to come back to this. I'm not okay with Cena winning in any way. I'm not okay with Shinsuke Nakamura taking his first loss what on SmackDown. What is this by count out? That's why I'm, I'm not saying... It, w- it would be very, It would be very, better than him getting pinned or tapping out. I, I agree with I, that. I, I think that's a very strong possibility. I, I just... There, it's not necessary. You don't need well, to do this. I... I there was Frankly, no. I don't understand. There's why no banging it, on the table saying that Shinsuke Nakamura has to be in the number one contenders. Yeah, match. and that's that's that's. I agree with you 100. percent I don't know why they're having this match. The, and look again. Well, I do know why they're having this match because it's for the seemingly that they are. We we talked about this a few weeks ago. 
they're prioritizing ratings on SmackDown. And that's fine. And, and it's, again, as, as I said at that time, it's weird to me because as a, as a wrestling fan who's been conditioned that the pay-per-view is supposed to be the primary thing and the TV show is supposed to lead into the pay-per-view. I, I, again, I, I, prior- I hear you saying that. I disagree. You're saying they're prioritizing over the pay-per-view. I disagree. They want ratings on both. They want people to watch the pay-per-view and they want... Do, do you think SmackDown was better than Battleground this past week? I think there were moments on SmackDown that were great. I, but I, 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 think, I think overall SmackDown was better. But I think you also think the Battleground better. wasn't a good show, so you're the wrong person for me to talk to about this. I, I think Battleground was very good. So I think SmackDown was very good. I think they were both I, I think very SmackDown good. Excellent. You're, even, even if even you're, if you do, you're, you're, you're do, do, splitting do, hairs. Well, I, I think there were at least two matches on, and, and maybe you disagree with me here. I think there were at least two matches on SmackDown that were better than anything on. I, I do disagree with you on that. I don't think there was anything on SmackDown that was better than the tag team match on Battleground. I don't think there was I, a I think single the threat was better. I think it was good. I think it was very good. I don't think there was anything that was better than the, the, the tag team match. I thought the tag team match was outstanding. It was one of the great tag team matches that we've seen in a long time. You're, you're coming back to this, and you're trying to make it seem as though one was bad and one was good. And you're, you're not going to get that from I, me. I, I think the fact that you have, you know, just look at, look at the Nakamura-Corbin match. Like, they were building to a match on SmackDown, not a match on Battleground. Battleground was the DQ so they could make sure to have the good match on SmackDown. I, I, think, th- I think that's the thing. You're saying that. What do you mean? It's true. It's what, not true. What do you mean it's you're not true? You're saying that. That's what they were doing. I have no idea that that's what they were doing or if what they were saying is we don't want the uh, money in the bank holder to get pinned on a pay-per-view so we'd rather have him do that on smackdown right like i don't know what that's they were doing I, I think it's it seemed like well, they you've don't... decided that you're right so this is going to be well, tricky you've decided that you're right. no, i'm not saying that i'm right i'm saying i don't know i'm saying that you've wait, wait, decided wait. If, if they cared about baron corbin getting pinned yes they i would, would not i would say shinsuke, it's better to get they, they would not well but they would not have had shinsuke pin him so decisively if that's what they cared about he won decisively in that match they would have had him win with a roll-up he would have they would have had him catch him they would not have had him kick a skull in okay i i think you're you're reaching there i i, I, I think don't you're think reaching so. if, there. if they're worried about how baron corbin is taking losses then they don't have him lose that way they just don't or they're worried about where he takes losses again you're deciding Wait, this well hold up but why would they care about where and not care about how that doesn't make sense Okay, because I think what they could do is logically build in storyline that Shinsuke Nakamura is ridiculously pissed off about what happened on Sunday night, and so he decided that he was going to be possessed on Tuesday night, and that works in storyline. Okay, There's but that a works for of... Shinsuke, but, you, but you're saying that they care so much I'm, that they're... I'm saying I don't know. You're trying to pin me to something. Well, you're the I, one not, that's pinning I'm something. Not, I'm saying that I'm saying it could very, be anything. It's very clear. They, they... No, no, you're saying it's very clear. It's not very clear. Okay, here, here are the facts. They had the... the uh, a, a non-finish at the pay-per-view correct. in order to establish a rematch on a non-pay-per-view. It, that is a fact, correct? Well, I don't know if that's in order to or if they just thought it worked well in storyline. Well, You're but, trying but, to make it a well, fact. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. It, it's the this same is thing. the facts. They well, had a non-finish on a pay-per-view pay-per-view. and a match on SmackDown that had a finish. As a result of the non-finish, correct. Uh, the, the, match occurring, yes. the match occurring. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So that well, you're going to cause an effect again. I don't know. This is a chicken and the egg situation. It could very in well story be storyline. They would not have had that match if it was. You know, they would have built that match differently if it was not a no. Because they finish. regularly do uh, rematches on Tuesdays after matches occur on Sundays. You're wrong about that. But but they built it as oh, you know, we didn't have a winner here. We had a DQ finish. They didn't have it's the, the way they went about doing it. Correct. But this notion that they had to do it that way in order to get that is incorrect. Holy, it it felt to me like they were they were. Pr- Maybe not prioritizing, but they were consciously. They knew on Sunday we were going to do this match on Tuesday. They probably did, yes. And and so they built that match Sunday in a way to get the more compelling, the different match on Tuesday. 
correct? Like they, they could have done they could have had Corbin win on Sunday. Okay, but they didn't do the Punjabi prison match on Tuesday. No, they didn't. And but I'm saying that So it might but, very but well be that they're trying to do both. I, I'm not saying that they're completely ignoring it, but we've no, got, you're saying that they're prioritizing. There's no evidence that suggests they're prioritizing. I think that when they've now two pay-per-views in a row, they have done matches in a way specifically so they could get bigger matches the later continuing on. Continuing storylines, yes. Yes. But you know, usually the continuing storylines is Okay, we are continuing this to the next paper. Has Jinder Mahal defended his title on a on a SmackDown in the last month? In the last, uh, is there anything I, that's better for ratings than saying we're going to have a championship match on SmackDown? I don't know if there's be- things better for ratings because Jinder Mahal, you know, Jinder yeah, Mahal against Mojo Rawley was not good for ratings. What do you mean? Yeah, well, Jinder Mahal. Def- oh, I guess he didn't defend he his didn't. titles. It was a. It was a. He was on the show though. That's fine. He didn't defend the title. Putting having advertising. A championship does it, match. Does it seem like next week they are really trying to bump the ratings up next week? Sure. It seems like they want people to watch everything, which is a good thing. You're presenting a world where they don't care if anybody oh, watches. I'm not, I'm not saying they don't care. I am saying that in a world where we strongly criticize. And again, this is something that, and it's, it's a very different case from the past because of the WWE Network. John Cena versus Shinsuke Nakamura would have never been on SmackDown before. Presumably not. There's also a world where you're doing a brand split, and so right. I, they I, actually care about SmackDown. I, 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 and I understand that. And there are numerous reasons for it. But I'm saying I'm, I'm looking at this, and for a person who has been conditioned because of how, because of how ratings are. You're jumping a work, step beyond that. You're jumping to prioritizing. They I, I do think they are prioritizing a little bit, yes. No, I think they're prioritizing trying to get everybody to watch everything, which is what they should be doing. You should be doing stuff week in and week out that makes, if you're doing something, I shouldn't be disinterested or not if, care. Do you think that the pay-per-views are notably better than SmackDown's? Do I think? I don't know. I think well, it, it used to be the fact that the answer was yes. But pay-per-views SmackDown were supposed to be. sucked. What? Raw. Do I think the... the I, I, I'm saying, before, before the WWE Network, do you think that... Because, you know. I think that they're closer, sure, yes, but I do not think that they have prioritized one or the other, over the other. And I think it's insane. I think that you're jumping to something that's not there, that you're just deciding that that's the way that it is without ever any actual evidence that says this is more important than that. I'm not saying it's, I'm saying that they are putting it on an equal level. I'm saying that they're having matches now on SmackDown. You know, they're doing matches that are specifically designed, like the Money in the Bank match. They're doing d- finishes to specifically bump. Now, you could, you could say that it just puts them on an evil playing field. Fine. But, but I, I'm saying that this is something that... They haven't done a heavyweight weird. championship match on SmackDown. Okay, fine. Everything else besides the heavyweight championship. That's the most though. important thing they have to do. They're not doing it on SmackDown. They're not on an even playing field. They're closer than they were before. They're not prioritizing SmackDown over the pay-per-views, and they're not yet on an even playing field. Before we would have... It would have been weird five years ago to see a match at any title match level, to see a match specifically built so we can get the big match of that on a SmackDown, on a Raw. That. And that's And that's what I'm saying here. It's no, no, weird. You're, you're not saying that. that you said that, something that, that, else. No, I said from the very beginning. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. No, no, I'm saying what it's you're weird. saying is they're prioritizing one over the other. That was your point. I'm saying that they're putting the priority match on SmackDown in some of these one cases. One case. In, what, the money in the bank. That's two. That, You've got two. You're saying that they're going to blow off AJ Styles' Kevin Owens on SmackDown because Kevin Owens is going to Shane McMahon. Okay, but you think that's the priority. You think that I Kevin think, Owens and, Sh- and AJ Styles haven't build- had a match. No, I think they're building the match. They also had a title off. change on MSG. So are they prioritizing MSG over these two things or what? I think that they put a big priority on that, and that was weird too. Okay, the point being they're putting a priority on everything. Okay. But they want you to watch every show they do, which is what they should do. 
because they have such an embarrassment of riches, an embarrassment of talent on SmackDown right now that they want you to watch everything okay. they're doing. And I'm just saying that's weird that they're that I'm just saying as a wrestling fan, it feels weird that they are suddenly putting this huge priority to make things a lot closer. Did I say? Did I ever say that SmackDown <laughs> was bigger? And you was like, use the words they're prioritizing SmackDown in, in over the pay per views. Yes, I'm those were your in, words. You're right, and I did say that and. By saying that the big match between, let's say that this is the blow-off, that, that this is the match we've been building for, that they've had AJ Styles and Kevin Owens it's, have had some weird It's okay matches. to say you said the wrong thing. No, like, do you understand that? But, but in some views, they are prioritizing. They are making it so we, we consciously want to have the good match on SmackDown. That's no, weird. No, it's that they want you to watch something on SmackDown that's totally different things. They're not saying every time they we have to make sure. Had a, well, I didn't say every time. I said in a lot in feuds, they are having it. So, you know, we are going to say, okay, we, we're having these two matches here. Where do we want to have the better match? Where do we want to have the decisive no, no, finish? No. They, they want to make sure that you tune into SmackDown. That's, and, and that's the difference. Yes. And, and I'm saying that. Because they want you to watch their programming? A, that, that's, yes, and that's a different thing, philosophy, than they've used in the past. Okay. Y- y- yes. Your point isn't – you didn't make the point that you wanted to make. The point that you're making I, I said, is, you're right. is if if I said prioritizing over, you're correct. I'm saying they are giving a far. I should say they are giving a higher, far higher priority to SmackDown than they ever have in the past. Right, that's a good thing. Well, it depends if it's a good thing or not. If it's going to lead to uh, pay per views having more non finishes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't. I don't want them to do regular non finishes. I never like there being non finishes at pay per views. But I've accepted the fact that it's a different era. And every well, now and, and then we're going to get it's that. Weird. That's why I'm just saying it's weird. I'm not saying but it's But that's not new. They've been doing it's, non-finishes for a while. And they've been doing immediate rematches for... But they haven't... They very rarely done something like, okay, we are going to have screwy finishes. We're going to have non-finishes. So we can build it towards a, a, a true finish, a true feud ender on SmackDown. Is that fair to say? I, I, I don't know enough to be able to go back and say that. I, I, I could not possibly tell you that. I, if I guess gave you that and then I went back and find five things that are examples of that from the past, that's five things. SmackDown in particular, it's probably true because I, I, SmackDown sucks. I'm talking sucks. about TV in general. Right. I, I'm sure there are plenty more examples of times where something like that happened that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. I am sure there are plenty of examples of it. Does it feel like it's happening more regularly? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that it's a reach to say that, but I don't understand what the problem with that Did is. Did I say there was a problem? I just said it was weird. I said that as a wrestling fan, it's weird for me to see it. That's all. As okay. a person who has been conditioned for over two decades now that it should be pretty much exclusively the shows feeding into the pay-per-view and not the other way around, it's weird to me. And it's going to take some getting used to, and that was my point. Okay, but, but it happened in one match. It happened in multiple matches here. We're talking about the Money in the Bank match from, it, it, from the women. One match per pay-per-view. Okay, and, and that's more than it's happened. It didn't... First of all, it's two matches. For if, you're, if you're saying Owens... Owens, uh, Styles, yeah, and I don't, and I don't, I don't know where that's Corbin. coming from, but that's been a, a program that's worked for a long time, and they've done a bunch of stuff that way. But, so the, this but is the, not... the finish was designed to do... And the presumed blow-off is going to be on a SmackDown, and it was done to feed into this, okay, Jericho's returning angle on SmackDown. Well, yeah, because they had Chris Jericho returning, correct. And Chris Jericho... Might have returned at the end of the match normally, but whatever. I mean, they, the finish, it was designed to... Well, Chris Jericho to, did deserve a rematch. I, I you had to address deny, that. I understand that. I understand that. But it would be building... 
I mean, quite frankly, in the past, it would have built to a triple threat at SummerSlam. It wouldn't have built towards, we need these two title matches in a row on SmackDown. I mean, I, you're saying that. Again, I don't think that that's just... I, I think you're making that black and white, and it's not black and white. I think there are a lot of unique circumstances in this one. The one that you can make your argument for that's weird is the Nakamura-Corbin thing. It is. Yeah, sure, fine. That's weird. But it's one. It didn't make me all of a sudden say, well, I shouldn't watch the pay-per-view. Did I say that? I shouldn't... Well, I do think that... it. I think that if it continues, and it is a big if, it's way too early to say, but if they are going to start saying that SmackDown, we want it to be on the same level as pay-per-views. We're not there. We're getting close. We're not there. We're getting close. No, they're still not. The heavyweight title is defended one place. That's the most important thing they do, period, stop. Full stop. The most important thing they do, they're doing on pay-per-views. They're not close. They're not doing that. You're jumping because they do other things because they want you to watch SmackDown. I want there to be good things on SmackDown because I want to watch every week. That's fine. But to suggest that they're on the even playing field with the one thing that matters more than anything else in all of professional wrestling at any level, your heavyweight title anywhere, they're not doing that there. If they start having the heavyweight title change hands on SmackDown, then yeah, that's when you know they're close. Right now, they're not. There are other things. There are other. There are other big, significant things. So don't 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 pretend that. Okay, how many? What's the most important thing on SmackDown right now? And it is not. No, it is. It will forever be the heavyweight title. Forever. There's nothing that's that's more more important than John Cena. Yes, I do. I I think it's more. I think John Cena is the most important figure on SmackDown. But the heavyweight title will always be forever be the most important thing that's going on on a card. Always. We, we, we've talked about this before, and we've said that John Cena is the most important thing that's happening. The entire world, car. John Cena, is the most important thing that happens at all times. Who was the main event on Sunday night? The main event was that, yes. End of story. Okay. I mean, come on. So that means we can blame Jinder Mahal for the low attendance at Battleground. That's what you got right there. That's the most important thing. There we go. Coming back to that. You figured out a way to make this all about gender. So anything that we didn't touch? I did have, you know, Aaron sent me a message. Not you. Other Aaron. Carl Anderson was tweeted after... I guess we should save this for Raw. Because I wanted to bring it up in the context of everything that's going on. I guess I should save it for Raw because it involves Carl Anderson. So I'll, I'll save it. We'll save it and talk about it then. Anything else we need to touch on from SmackDown? Uh, no, not really. Weird, weird, something that we think we know about the women. Oh, yeah. Well, plays out on SmackDown, but, but not on play, Raw. Yeah, that's the weird thing about... I tell you, you know, we'll save we'll, that too. We'll, we'll save that, that too. Yep. All right, we'll come back in. We'll get into Raw. Thanks to AJ for checking in. Do appreciate him doing that. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron Oster. This is Jobbing Out. Charm City's newest football team, the Baltimore Brigade, are taking arena football to the next level at Royal Farms Arena. This is the first ever season, and you're going to want to be there for it all. Catch a great game with your family sitting close to the field, or get your night started with friends in the bunker party zone. Baltimore Brigade football is high-speed, action-packed, non-stop excitement everyone can enjoy. Get your tickets now at BaltimoreBrigade.com or by calling 667-930-0200. Baltimore Brigade football presented by MedStar Health, brick by brick. Say yeah! We go Back in here for segment number two. It is jabbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. My, my fault. Come on, dude. My fault. It's my fault. I'm just saying that. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Um, let's get into Raw from this week. As far as what actually happened on the show, the big news being we've got 
the main event for SummerSlam, and it's, as we all expected last week, uh, Fatal 4. It's interesting to me because there's a small part of him that says, when you're talking about Brock Lesnar, is there better marketing in Brock Lesnar v. blank? And you put that on posters everywhere. Is it easier to do that than it is to market a Fatal 4-Way match? When we're talking about Brock Lesnar specifically, right? The prize fighter. When you're when you're a UFC fighter, you're not in Fatal 4-Way matches. You know what I mean? Like when you're a, That'd I, be fun, though. It would be great. I'd be all for it. I'd love it. it. Yeah, right? Maybe that's in. what UFC needs to do. To, uh, it's get not going. a bad idea. Let's talk more about the UFC in our, uh, on our third segment because I got something I want to address there. I'm fine with it because these four guys are... They're monsters. They're all ass kickers. They're all going to go in and beat the, the shit out of each other. And it's going to be a fun match. I really don't know where they're going, honestly. Like, I don't. I've got hypotheses, but I genuinely don't know where they're headed from here. So, all in, all on board, clunky way to get there a little bit, but ultimately this was the best for business, and it's what you're getting out of it, so it's hard to complain. Yeah, I mean, that you just said the last time. Not the best way to get there. It was definitely awkward. They made a few missteps along the way, but the result is fine. Of course, the match is going to be fun. Uh, Braun Strowman's going to throw people around, and if he throws anybody away around like he did the one security guard... Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's going to love it. Yes, correct. We're going to enjoy this. Great deal. So, yes, all on board with that. I don't necessarily like the triple threat match next week, though. I don't like having the triple threat match before the Fatal 4-Way, mainly because I just don't... I, I... You feel like you're you're giving away too much of it? Pretty much. You know, there's an argument for that. I don't know that it... I but think... but that, that's a small complaint, and I know and that it's it's just... It's it's how WWE works these days. It is, and also there is... I think that Brock Lesnar is such a significant part of the match that I don't know how much of it you can give away. I would have preferred a, ser- a series of singles matches. You, you have enough that to get through uh-huh. the three. Weeks. You can certainly yeah. argue for that. I hear you. Yeah. That's the big storyline from Raw this week. From there, we get a pseudo Shield reunion as Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose have a tag match, and they're telling a story there, and I'm not sure still exactly what the story is that they're telling. Well, I know what the story is. I don't know where the story is going. Well, the, yeah, that's the, the story is very clearly that everybody, everybody wants to see the Shield get back together. Like, Correct. All fans, and that. But you know what they're telling? They're telling a very coherent story. Dean Ambrose should not trust Seth. I, trust I Seth agree. Rollins. With all of that, I, I I guess I'm saying the, the same thing that you are. I don't know what that leads to because it feels like you're still sort of is the logical thing to do to spin Seth and Dean and have them face each other, but like they're both kind of faces. And I mean, I, this could be the the seeds for a Dean Ambrose heel turn. I think that's a very logical thing that they could do. But do you do that in a one on one match at SummerSlam? How is the Miz involved if you're pivoting them away from the Miz? Where I don't are you think going it's a with him? Yeah, I don't think it's a one on one. I think you could see a triple threat match. I think Actually, right. that's the very logical and that's, way to go. And that's my gut at this point is where they're headed. If it's if that's what this is, is that you're trying to get a Dean heel turn out of this, I'm fine with that. I, I think at this point, Dean is probably better off. Boy, the TV thing really screwed him, man. Like, I can't, I don't think people have gotten over it. I don't think the, um, the hardcore wrestling fan has gotten over and has been willing to re-embrace his character since the stupid TV thing, which is, like, we were cool with you being insane, but you're not insane. You're, you're goofy. An, you're an idiot. Yeah. And uh, it's just not, I don't think they've recovered from that with him I, I think the way to go quite frankly is if i'm fantasy booking it here is you go rollins wins the title at SummerSlam. either you've already had the handshake maybe the week before SummerSlam or something like that you have rollins win and that's what sets ambrose off and he just you know lights up like he had a chance to win the match and then rollins throws him off of him or something not, like not that. even like that rollins maybe wins cleanly or whatever somehow okay somehow rollins wins and you know you you're kind of having these you know i still don't trust you you somehow you bring it back to the show whether it's before whether 
whether it's maybe Rollins holds on to the belt for a little bit and they connect. You had that handshake finally, and then something sets off Ambrose, Rollins winning the title, okay. and that's how yeah, you get the right. heel turn. Uh, I, I don't mind that. I, I think that's that works. What I don't like is The Miz as an afterthought. I don't like that. I don't like him playing second fiddle. In because he's great and they just gave him an entourage so he should be a monster I don't know I don't know I don't know let's move on let's touch on a couple of the other things related to Raw one being and we alluded to a couple of these things before I want to touch on this tweet that was sent to Carl Anderson after their segment somebody tweeted him or they tweeted it was like a WWE sent out a tweet about all of this and then somebody tweeted just a random person said so who's the face and Carl Anderson's response was what's face anyway hey do you have a podcast? Which is meant to make fun of, right. you know, the person that sent it to him. Because obviously, all of us podcasters are nerds and losers, and that's right. something to be said. Nerds. About. My buddy uh, Aaron, uh, or our buddy Aaron, not you, Aaron. We don't like you. The other one that we actually like tweeted us and said, "Wrestlers are working beyond conventional face and heel roles. Should we stop complaining about who the face and heels are?" My answer to that is no because i as as are the big point about faces and heels that we were trying to make is typically you get better storylines when there are faces and heels you get better stories out of it yeah you can do it which you could have no faces and heels on the car and, and, and everybody's treat, a tweener and, yeah. and, and you could treat it basically like ufc and, and choose, that's what choose who you want to root shane, for shane mcmahon i remember uh before he left the first time one of the things he really wanted to implement was more of the shades of gray stuff and have people che- uh cheer for who they want to and you could do that and i think the storylines would be a lot worse if that was the case i look inherently in professional wrestling the WWE is a different animal but inherently in professional wrestling and this is if you watch glow you can speak to this inherently there should be a good guy and there should be a bad guy they should that's how you attack attach people to becoming professional wrestling fans and it is a ufc problem frankly if i don't know enough about you to know whether i should like you or not like you i'm not going to jump on board with the smarks which is the funny thing about carl anderson making fun of them with the smarks you can get away with some of this because they're already in you've already got me i know who i like i know who i don't like that's why uh you know more things like pwg wrestle circus have popped up where there's really not you know it's a bunch of exhibition matches going there we want to see the people we choose who we like we quite frankly we like everybody right and um you know we just want to see the good show but how are you getting me to become a professional wrestling fan if you're not telling me it's one thing to say well there's great athleticism or something along those lines well yeah if i'm that's what i want i'll probably go watch a sport i'll probably go watch boxing i'll probably go watch mixed martial arts because if all i want to see is tremendous athleticism i can see those things there and the outcomes aren't predetermined so i'll probably choose to go watch that I, I get it. We are beyond the conventional heel and face at this point, and I have accepted that begrudgingly. That in, like I don't know who's a heel and who's a face in the raw Fatal 4-Way. I genuinely don't know who they, they think you should be rooting for. I think they want you to root for Roman Reigns, but they can't be stupid enough to think that you're going to. And my God, was there anything dumber than him saying, shut up on Monday night? It was well, a horrendous well, thing. I also say, what did you guys do? And Braun Strowman didn't immediately say, I beat you. Correct. Like, I mean, the, the notion that anyone in there is a heel and anyone is a face is insane. They've got four tweeners in their main event, and it's fine. I'm fine with it. But as far as getting somebody on board, I do think it's one of the reasons why SmackDown has been better than Raw. Because there's more tweeners on Raw right now, and there's more clear heels and faces on SmackDown. Clear guys that you know, you like, you don't like, all of those things. I disagree with Carl Anderson. I disagree with that statement. I get it. It can work in certain circumstances. And I'm fine with the Raw main event, despite the fact that there's no clear heels and clear faces. But in general, in professional wrestling, in order to create new fans, no. I don't think you can live in a world where there are no heels and there are no faces. I do think we should be smart enough as Smarks to say, look, it's not the end of the world, but they shouldn't do it that way. That's my thought on that. 
Now, the women. Um, surprised. Surprised based on what we thought we knew. Well, surprised. Well, but surprised, there was no there surprised was, based on a lot of things. The fact that they had seemed to be sending Bailey kind of down the hole to dig herself back out of it, right? And she suddenly wins this match is odd. I I don't know where they're going. We have heard some rumors based on things that occurred in Orlando about what was going to be happening with the women at SummerSlam. There, there were a couple other things on tweets. Some people, certain people canceling bookings to make sure they could be around SummerSlam weekend. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I was not aware of that, so I actually don't even know who you're referring to. Did, should I just say it right now? Sure, say it. Uh, Shayna Baszler had to cancel a, I believe it was a bar wrestling, uh, bar wrestling is something, it's a new organization out in uh, Southern California. They basically, they wrestle at a bar. You know what, hell, let's just talk about it. Can we just talk about it? I, I think it's fair. I if think you don't it's, want, it's, it's enough out there. It, if yeah. you don't want a potential spoiler. S- skip ahead two minutes here because we're going to talk about the, the women's for about two minutes here. So skip ahead two minutes. Shayna Baszler was supposed to be at bar wrestling on Thursday the 17th. Bar wrestling put out a thing that said, due to WWE obligations, she can no longer appear. Now, the word is that something occurred in Orlando that would set up for a WWE four horsewomen versus MMA four horsewomen match. So when the SmackDown women's main event was set to be Naomi Natalia, you said, oh, that checks out. Charlotte and Becky are available. They have something else to do. Makes all the sense in the world. But yet, the Raw main event doesn't check out the same way. Is it possible that Bailey could work two matches? Or is it possible they couldn't get all four of the MMA horsewomen? So they horsewomen? decided they only wanted to do three of yeah, them? Or, or maybe, maybe uh, Sasha gets back involved and it ends up being... Rhonda and Shayna versus Charlotte and Becky. Maybe all these things are possible. I don't know, but it's it's just it's just strange. That's all. It caught me off guard a little bit. I didn't know what to make of it. Yeah. I mean, the strange thing to me is just the Bailey all of a sudden being thrown, yeah, especially I, especially if it's the one on one match. If it turns out that this is going, you know, Bailey won because I was half expecting when they had the the stare down between right. uh, Alexa and Bailey. I I half expected Sasha to jump up and attack Bailey there. And if that's what this is going to be, and this is going to lead to a triple threat or whatever. Okay. Yeah. That sure. that that makes sense. If it is one on one Alexa versus Bailey, right? I that's agree. weird. Well, I while I agree with you, everything they've done with Bailey has been weird. So, but we at least thought it's like okay, we're kind of sort of starting you're to see what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, they're hit, but they didn't not, do enough of the resetting. The if they're right. yeah, exactly. Um, the the bigger so so I want to go back to something that, that AJ said. It, do you think that, that AJ was suggesting that that Seth and Dean were going to be the tag team? Yeah, that's what he was suggesting. Which. I don't necessarily agree. Yeah, with. I don't. I, in fairness, may, may, you, don't, may, you may, don't have an obvious choice. No, you don't have an obvious choice there, and that—that's why you know. Last month, I predicted the Hardys. I thought it was just easier to build with the Hardys involved. And who knows? Maybe it's going to be a, a TLC match, and they, yeah. they just include everybody. I'm all for it. I'm actually not opposed to that. <laughs> like whatsoever. that would make a lot of yeah, sense there. Um, I, I don't think you can have a one-on-one match with really anybody yeah. unless you're turning the good brother's face right well again or we're just saying or, there's no, no, heels no, and no, heels faces, no faces and that's the way that it works uh i mean i don't think they're having two tag team raw tag team matches there i i mean maybe they will but i'd yeah, be I don't, surprised I don't really see it either so I, I think the only option is to throw them all in the match and i think that that you know this is all about the miz not all about the miz but it's revolving around the miz so if you're going to have 
Ambrose and Rollins all of a sudden say, you know what? We don't care about the IC well, title. We want to go for the tag titles. That, that would address my issue, which I told you, is that I don't like The Miz playing second fiddle. In But then what's The Miz doing? Well, you could find somebody for The Miz. Uh, that, that's right. You, if, if you're dragging up some, you know, like... No, I dra- think I would love... Uh, first of all, I don't trust a human being that doesn't want to walk with Elias. If you <laughs> don't want to, I don't want you in my life. And I would love Elias Samson versus The Miz right now. But now, then I you got it. the heel-heel They're both heels, again. so it doesn't make any sense. But I love it anyway. We'll come back in. We'll talk to Donovan Dijak next. He's coming to the WWE, but we just got to dance around it because you know, the, the, the ink isn't dry yet. So we'll talk about it, but you'll understand. Just take a listen. That's next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. It's summer, which means you're driving somewhere. It might be Ocean City, maybe Wildwood or the Outer Banks, wherever it is. You're driving there, and you haven't driven that far in a while. So you need to go to Full Circle Tire and Auto first, 1304 Governor's Court, Unit 110 in Abingdon, because they're going to give you a free road trip check and a free battery check, plus the best prices on tires in town and $79.95 AC services all summer long. Don't wait until you're on the road to find out there was something wrong with your vehicle. Go to Full Circle Tire. Tyron Auto first. You can call 410-676-2277. That's 410-676-CARS or visit FullCircleTyronAuto.com to find out more. In this life, if you are not enlightened, <laughs> then you might as well be dead. All these lights and cameras just Back in here for segment number three, it is Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Noah AJ right now as he's getting ready for the start of the football season. Uh, we got we did better than that. And amazingly, we actually did bigger than that. Not like it, physically bigger. This man is bigger. He's the biggest human being I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, you know him from his work the last few years in Ring of Honor and like killing it on the indies. He is Donovan Dijak and he joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Donovan, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's good to talk to you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. Yeah, you're welcome. What a what a what a gross over exaggeration. The biggest man you've ever seen. I mean, dude, big. you are okay. Really though, what's it like when you walk into? I this is what's it like to know that you've never been in a room where you couldn't kick everyone's ass? There is no question that I could not kick everyone's ass. No, in most of the rooms I walk into. I mean, no, okay, they, okay. I'd say about half of the locker rooms I walk into. Uh, Nowadays, like Matt Riddle's in there, so he could kick the hell out of me. <laughs> okay, but you could ultimately overpower him. You're six seven. You're a monster. Come on, man. I, I could overpower him for a second until he choked me out on the floor. <laughs> okay, well, all right, fair enough, fair enough. There is that. I guess he is. Okay, when there's not professional fighters around, <laughs> for the largest part, you could kick everyone's ass. Hey, you know this. I, I know that there's a lot of crazy stuff going on with you, and and we'll talk about whatever we can talk about. But just these these last couple years and the run that you've had between Ring of Honor and and the Indies and the respect that's been shown to you everywhere that you've gone. How cool has it been to be to be doing this for the last couple of years? I mean, it's it's really sort of breathtaking. Uh, the 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 fact that I've been able to to turn this uh, this you know, passion into, into a living is, is, is really, you know, exciting for me. Uh, the, the ability to be on, on television, you know, uh, a, a local television station here, Nesson, where the, the Red Sox play, you know, the, they were showing ring of honor for, for about a year while, while I was on it. So just, just, uh, you know, the things like that, being able to, 
to be on shows that, that my friends and family can come see, being able to, to travel the world for professional wrestling. All the while, you know, it, it, when I'm doing all this traveling, I get to, you know, show up and, and, and do what I love, which is be in the ring and, uh, you know, make uh, creative sort of decisions on a, on a daily basis. And, and to me, that's, I'm so fortunate to, to be able to do that, that it's, it's really kind of staggering that that's what, uh, what, what my life has been able to be about. You know, even though you've really only been high profile for a few years now, it seems like these past few years have been one of the busiest as far as changes go, as far as the wrestling landscape. What have you seen over the past few years from your perspective? The, it's, it's been tremendous, to be honest. Um, the, 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 the way that the independent scene specifically has grown uh, to, to the point where everybody can sort of travel and make money if you really sort of dedicate yourself and, and put the time in, uh, even in a short amount of time. You know, you're, you're seeing it with guys like, like myself, like Leo Rush, uh, MJF, Sammy Guevara, Flip Gordon, you know, all, the, all these, everybody I just named has been wrestling for less than five years, in some cases less than three years. Um, and, and all of those people have traveled to different countries. I think for the most part they're making a living off of pro wrestling, so... It's really an exciting time uh, for for a lot of people, and uh, so many guys are having so much success. Um, whether it be with a with a contracted company, whether it be uh, as an independent contractor, uh, as a free agent, there's there's just so much invested interest, and it's such a boom period in the time of professional wrestling that it's it's a really excited exciting time to be a part of it. I, I want to talk a little bit more about that, and, and maybe this is a bit wonky, but. I hear you saying that, and I know it's true, and I know it's true for guys that are coming up or guys that are going the other way. Like We've obviously seen a guy like Cody Rhodes who's done that recently, but typically most guys still ultimately end up making the decision to go somewhere a bit more established and to sort of anchor down that way. Are we, are we closer to a point where that we're not going to see guys do that as much, or is it ultimately just going to be better off for everybody that, you know, look, the, the WWE calls, we're going to answer the phone, you know, like that ultimately will forever be better to do that. It depends. It, there, there, there's too many variables to say. Um, right now, um, it's, it's a landscape where it's possible to, to make, uh, uh, let's call it a significant amount of money uh, outside of WWE. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. There's no question. There's guys doing it right now. The unfortunate part of that is that most of those guys are in the Bullet Club. <laughs> so if you're not, if you're not, if you're not in the Bullet Club, you unfortunately are a bit excluded from that group. Fair I, enough. Which isn't to say that there aren't guys doing it. There are, you know. But for the most part, it's either former WWE guys or or Bullet Club guys. You know, like a like a Rey Mysterio or a Matt Hardy when he was on the Indies, Ryback, something like that. Obviously, Marty Skrull's doing very well. The Young Bucks are doing incredibly well. Kenny Omega. Um, there, there's guys in, in New Japan who are doing extremely well who aren't in the Bullet Club, but you know, I, I'm not even sure I would consider that non-contracted because they pretty much are, even though they can do you know a, a handful of indie dates that New Japan allows them to do. But uh, but for the most part, like, most part, like a guy like Okada, is, I mean, I would consider that uh, a contract just as much as any sort of WWE contract would be. Uh, in terms of the, the indies themselves, there's guys doing very very well. Would I would I say that they're making? Um, 
as much as guys in WWE are. That I don't know. I don't know how much those guys are making. I don't know how much guys in WWE are making. But but for the most part, I, I'd say the the landscape is shifting. Um, but it's it's um you know it, it definitely requires a lot of work and and uh, not only a lot of work but also uh, you know some luck. Um, but the the harder you work, the luckier you get. So there's there's definitely a direct association between that. And I would hope that it gets to the point where where everybody can make a ton of money in, in professional wrestling because ultimately that's what that's what uh, kind of fuels the not just the fire, but it, it kind of fuels people's livelihoods and, and families and things like that. So so hopefully we we get to that point. I'm I'm not sure it's quite there yet, but uh, it's definitely on its way. What do you think it would take to for something like that to happen for guys to regularly be able to make a living outside the Bullet Club? Um, well, well guys are making a living. Don't well, I mean, a, a very good living, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, to, I, I, I don't want to like pigeonhole it like this, but if 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 we're talking money, we're probably talking like six figures. Basically, is kind of the 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 divider between you know what most guys are are making and what the top guys are are making. Um. I think it kind of goes higher than that, to be honest. But uh, but if 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 you're trying to make six figures in in professional wrestling, um, yeah, there, there's it feels like there's got to be contracts. You know, yeah. there's um, <clears throat> there's just not because guys are doing really well on on shows and merch. Um, I I can't imagine it getting to the point where indie pro wrestling can ask for more out of their fans than they're asking for right now. You know, most, most venues are 300, 400, 500 people. So that's great. Uh, most tickets are 30, 40, 50 bucks for like front row premium. And then it, it kind of tears down from that. So as it is right now, you know, with eye pay-per-view and, and all those things combined, you know, most guys, you're looking at somewhere around $500 a show. So that's, you know, give or take a hundred, 200, 300 bucks, you know, something like that. That that's kind of where we're looking for for indie pro wrestling right now. So if you add all that up, you you crunch the numbers, maybe fifty thousand, sixty thousand merch. Merch is another twenty, thirty, forty thousand. You know, so we're we're floating somewhere around a hundred thousand dollars if you're really working your ass off and you're really a top indie guy. Right now, you know, I can't imagine that it's it's gonna get get bigger than that. You know, it it, it would have to take indie promotions running. Uh, bigger venues, you know, sort of the the ROH type of venues that seat, you know, one thousand, two thousand people. Um, it would it would have to take a, a you know a dramatic increase, and I, I'm just not sure that there's a, a market there for that. I hope there is. <laughs> you know, it'd be great. Yeah, of course. But ultimately, indie pro wrestling fans are are hardcore pro wrestling fans, and and to to broaden that market, I I, I think you need more of like television. Uh, avenues and things like that. So maybe if, if indie pro wrestling companies can get like television deals or, or something like that, I think that would be an avenue that would that would help and benefit a lot of people financially. So so that's probably sort of the the, the markets that we would need to, to stretch into to see more of a, of a indie pro wrestlers making you know that the, those sort of six figure uh, deals and, and things like that. And I, I hope it gets to that point. Um, but I, I guess the, the the jury's still out on whether or not that's even a possibility. In the meantime, I think we can all settle for the fact that it's it's better than it's ever been before. So let's no question. yeah, right? No let's, question. let's enjoy that. He's Donovan yeah. Dijak. He's with us here on Jobbing Out. Um, okay, so I don't know how much of this we can talk about, but you made a decision earlier this year to kind of bet on yourself. Um, how happy are you that you made that decision? 
Oh, hundred percent. If I if I could go back and do it again, I'd, I'd do it the exact same way. Yeah. The, the 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 market itself is too great. I mean, the the amount of opportunity I've had since uh, my departure from Ring of Honor has been tremendous. You know, my time in Ring of Honor is obviously kind of what put me on the map. Um, but but ultimately, my my decision to to leave there opened up my uh, my my booking schedule to the point where I could. I could do multiple tours with Revolution Pro Wrestling. Uh, I've I've now been to Ireland for OTT. I was back to WXW for their you know premier tournament. Now I've I've been able to to debut in Progress. Uh, I have another show coming up for Progress. I'm going to be uh, debuting in PWG and Bolo in the biggest indie tournament in the world. So so my 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 stock has has definitely risen over the the, the short course of the past you know six or seven months, and I'm incredibly incredibly uh you know thankful for that you know i've been working really hard to to make sure that that happens um so so i'm i'm in a great position now and i'm really looking forward to what's in my uh my very near future <laughs> before we get to the very near future i do want you mentioned bola uh, just how excited are you about that i'm incredibly excited <laughs> WG is a, a company that I've wanted to work for for a very long time. You know, I, I know a lot of people have wanted me there for a very long time. Um, it, it, it almost got to the point where it felt like it was sort of a not really a, a feasible option anymore. You know, I, I felt like time was sort of running out, and that uh, you know I, I wouldn't be around long enough to, to see my debut in PWG. And now, now that it's all sort of uh, uh, you know that that booking is is set in stone, I'm, I'm uh, I'm, I'm definitely scheduled to to appear there. It's uh, it's so exciting that I you know that I I'm, I'm able to to make my debut in, in such a, a big capacity. And you know the the matches that have been booked thus far, you know the, this day one and day two has already been booked for me, and I, I couldn't be more excited about it. With you know being able to tag team with with Keith Lee uh, against the the Dozen Bros, Matt Riddle and. Jeff Cobb is super exciting on day one, and then the, the, the tournament itself starts for me on day two against uh, Trevor Lee, and I'm really excited about that. I'm, I'm really, you know, in a, in a great place where I hope I can showcase a, a ton of my, my abilities and stuff to, to the, the great fans there in Reseda. You, um, you taking any bookings after that? After that? Yeah. Uh, not that I know of. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have anything yeah. uh, down yet, but that, that can always change. Yeah, it's just, I just weird that I saw that there wasn't anything after that. You, how, this, this thing that we're doing now, this dance where we're, we, can, we can talk about things we sort of can't talk about, I mean, you're living that on a day-to-day basis? Um, Correct. It, <laughs> is, it, is it tough because I'm sure you want to talk about what's coming, but like, you know, this is the way the business works. Not, not really that tough. I mean, it's uh, for me. It's always been a lot easier to listen than it is to, <laughs> to speculate. So, uh, so every, everybody else is doing a lot of the talking for me. So I don't, I don't mind okay. too much. Can can we can we vaguely say this? Are you excited about what's ahead? Oh, there's no question. Okay. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm really excited <laughs> about uh, a lot of uh, upcoming possibilities. For me. How about how about this one? How much has NXT changed the game for indie wrestling as a whole? Whether it's the idea that more people can make it or just kind of what you're seeing that, you know, you don't necessarily have to be on the main roster of WWE to get huge exposure because of NXT. I think it's wonderful. The, the, the first time I saw um, NXT TakeOver uh, in the, the arena, I'm, I'm trying to remember which one it was. I don't 
was it Brooklyn? Maybe the, the first time they ran. I think like, that was yeah. Plays. That was their first big. Yeah. yeah. Bro- Brooklyn was the first big one. They had a rival before there. But those were at yeah. the yeah, NXT yeah, studio. Yeah. 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 So so the first time that they they did the the takeover um, in in Brooklyn, I believe, and and you saw that it was just it was it was a it was a, a normal sort of WWE pay per view. You know, it just looked like. <laughs> It was it was just pay per view, but with the the ring apron was different, and all these guys, all these guys who were you know on the indies with me, maybe the month before, were were on on this huge stage, and and the place was sold out. You know, it was it was really really a, a, an exciting time uh, as as both a pro wrestler and a fan to be watching. You know, so the fact that that the WWE sort of changed their model over the past five years uh, to the point where now it it, it it's it's there's so much invested in in your 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 talent, um, and it, your your look isn't the sort of be all and end all of, of uh, their decision to to use you or not. To to me, that's that's such an exciting time because there's so many talented guys, and it seems like they're all getting the the opportunities that they're that they're looking for. Whereas you know, ten years ago, that that unfortunately wasn't an option for for some of the most talented guys in the world. And now to see them on these these big stages. And uh, you know, making all this money is is really a gratifying experience. Have you felt the trickle down of like people that discover NXT and then maybe say, you know, I should look at at wrestling that doesn't happen in arenas more often. That like wrestling that happens at my local flea market is actually perhaps pretty cool because it doesn't have to happen in front of twenty thousand people. Have you like experienced the other side of that where NXT has had an impact on? people being willing to go look at indie wrestling i i don't know if i've directly experienced it but I, if if i had to guess i would say that that's probably a real tangible thing i mean the just the the combination because because everybody says that that uh that nxt and wwe is um, reacting to the indies getting popular um but i, I would say that there's just much of a, of a of a reverse effect. I think everybody seems to be helping everybody. You know, if yeah. if, if you really think about it, you know, the, I, I think people see uh, like a Sami Zayn and a, a, a Kevin Owens on on NXT and go, oh wow, these guys are awesome. Where the hell did they come from? Oh, they came from Ring of Honor. They check sure. out Ring of Honor. Wow, this you know they they check out Ring of Honor. Wow, Marty Skrull and uh, you know Donovan Dijak. This match is great. Where'd they come from? Oh, Progress and Chaotic Wrestling. I I live in Massachusetts. That's five minutes away from me. I'm gonna go check out Chaotic Wrestling. You know I, I think that goes just as much hand in hand with uh, with the the reverse side of it, which is what everybody on the internet says, which is oh Triple H and Vince are getting scared of the the indies, so they're gonna make their own indie and take it over. But it it, it honestly doesn't feel that way. You know it feels like it feels like. Uh, like everybody's helping each other out, sort of indirectly, if nothing else. And and to me, that's 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 the business model to to you know create a a, a bigger brand than than anything else. Is there anybody you'd really like to step into the ring with in NXT? Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just finished up a, a podcast where where they asked me the exact same question, and uh, I I started listing people, and I basically ran out of breath because it feels like everybody there I've, I've, uh, I've, I've wrestled before, you know, I have a great rapport with so many guys. There's so many guys that I've had excellent matches with, um, that it, it, it just feels like this never ending sort of, uh, list of guys. I, I, it, the, the list is shorter. If you talk about guys who I'd love to wrestle, who I haven't wrestled before, yeah. um, that, that would be like a, 
like a Bobby Roode or a, a Drew McIntyre. Those are two guys specifically who were uh, – I, I recently tweeted out a list of, of guys that I'd like to wrestle on the indies um, while I still have time. And uh, the, 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 those two guys specifically were on that list for a very long time while they were on the indies. And once they you know, were uh, brought into NXT, that unfortunately – I had to remove them from that list, but uh, but I'd love the opportunity to wrestle uh, either one of those guys. I think they're top talent, but but realistically speaking, pretty much everybody in NXT had, would, would be amazing to wrestle. You know, we uh, obviously, in this part of the world, we're huge Leo guys, um, and he's been a friend for a while, too. You had, I know, at least one chance to work with him, right, in Ring of Honor? Uh, more than one. I yeah, think. okay. Three right. or four that come to mind. What, what, so how does it do? Because you're, okay, I know you're not the biggest guy in the world, as I suggested, but you're a big dude. And then yeah. he looks like a scat back in the NFL. Um, how, how does that work? And, and how do you guys make it so that you can put on, you know, a, 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 a massive, over-the-top, you know, quality match, given the fact that, that there's such a difference between the two of you dudes? Well, he's one of the top talents in the world because of his quickness. Um, that's, in my opinion, what separates him. We all, we all have a, a, a core, you know, sort of fundamental basis um, of, uh, you know, why we're the, you know, considered, you know, the, 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 the top tier of, of professional wrestlers because, you know, all that's based in footwork, um, fundamentals, psychology, selling, things like that. Um, but, you know, everybody, everybody needs their their specialty to separate them. For me, it's, it's being a high flying big man, you know, for, for him, it's being quicker because those are, those are the things that separate us from, from the rest of the pack. That's what you can look at Leo Rush and say, okay, he's the quickest guy in professional wrestling. Look at, at me and say, okay, that's the premier high flying big man in professional wrestling. Um, So when you combine those two, that's to me, that's a, a story that tells itself, you know, there's, there's one guy who's, you know, uh, there's an obvious size difference, and, and the way he's going to take advantage of that is because he's much quicker than me. I, you know, I'm big, and I'm, I'm quick for a big guy, but I'm not as quick as him. So, so he's going he's gonna to outquick me, and I think that makes for a wonderful dynamic, and he and I have had a, a ton of great matches. So, uh, so I look forward to hopefully more in the future. As I say, let's do it again. Let's do that yeah. one one more time in the future. I like that idea. You know, what, what does yeah, it definitely. say about the, the changing landscape of wrestling, especially at the top, that you six seven, him five six or whatever, can have the same whirlwind swirling about you right now? It's great. I mean, I, I think that's the way that it should be. You know, pro- professional wrestling shouldn't shouldn't be limited to to one style or one variety. I think I think if you have, you know, what it takes to to be a premier professional wrestler. Then there's no reason why why a Daniel Bryan shouldn't be main eventing WrestleMania. You know he he's been one of the top wrestlers in the world for for such a long time. Which which isn't to say that you know uh, some big guy like a Braun Strowman shouldn't you know be in also the main event of of WrestleMania because I I think both of them have a unique skill set that only they possess. Um, so to me that's that's the wonderful part of professional wrestling is that it can be anyone. You know there's no weight classes. There's no Oh, this is the the heavyweight boxing match. You know, it, it doesn't matter, and I, I think it's that way in in a lot of things now. You know, even people are getting excited, super excited about uh, a weird <laughs> boxing MMA 
mismatch between two smaller guys. So right. I think that's that's really exciting too. I think I think whatever people are interested in seeing, that's what the draw is. I mean, by definition. So so to me, the the fact that we now have accessibility to to everything in 2017 because of you know the internet, because of streaming platforms, because of Twitter, Facebook, you know, all these things. Um, are making it so people really are starting to get what they want out of their entertainment, and I think that's a that's a beautiful thing. So um, as we wind down here, Donovan Dijak, really appreciate taking the time. Uh, how's the real estate market in Orlando? Have you looked at that by any chance? I was just wondering if if you knew anything about <laughs> about how that was looking. You know, my uh, my wife is, uh, is a wonderful <laughs> woman, and she she has been. Uh, uh, working very hard <laughs> over the past uh, few months, and uh, I, I owe her a lot of of things because she's about seven months pregnant right oh now. Oh my god! Uh, congr- is this your first? This is my first. Congratulations, yeah. man! That's Thank awesome. Thank you very much. We're very excited. So, uh, so she's she's been working very hard in a number of different areas <laughs> over the past two months, and I, I definitely owe her a lot when it's all said and done. There's worse places in the world to be, by the way. I, I bet yeah, AJ right. knows some uh, people or places. Yeah, our, he might be able to help our, you. Our third host actually lives in Orlando year-round, and unfortunately, of course, is on the practice field today. But we can, we can get you in touch. <laughs> we, can, we can maybe oh. let you know about some of that. Um, in the meantime, what can we plug for you? Um, what, what can people do? T-shirts, social media, anything like that? Yeah, uh, so everything for me is Donovan Dijak. It's D-O-N-O-V-A-N-D-I-J-A-K. Twitter's at Donovan Dijak, Facebook.com slash Donovan Dijak. Instagram is Donovan Dijak 44. Um, uh, I have a, a Pro Wrestling Tees website with all of my T-shirts on it except one. It's ProWrestlingTees.com slash Donovan Dijak. The one T-shirt is my brand new T-shirt, which has been getting a great reception it's uh, the, the Farewell Feast t-shirt. It's available at LegitFitDesigns.com. That one's been kind of flying off the shelves, and I just got a shipment of those in uh, today, actually. So, my again, my wife, who I wouldn't <laughs> be able to, to walk without, uh, is uh, currently folding and organizing those shorts for me because she's a, she's a, a blessing. Um, so I'll have those at all my upcoming shows. Uh, my upcoming shows, there's not a ton of them left, and most of them are in the New England area. So uh, I have Northeast Wrestling this Friday, Bristol, Connecticut. I have uh, Beyond Wrestling America Run against David Starr in uh, Worcester, Massachusetts this Sunday. And then after that are the three, the three dates I announced over social media, which is Chaotic Wrestling, Danvers, Massachusetts, August 4th. Uh, August 5th is uh, Lucky Pro Wrestling, Clinton, Massachusetts, and August 6th is uh, my final Northeast Wrestling Day in Bethany, Connecticut. Awesome. So those are, those are all, my, all my stuff. And also, if people check out both of my, my social media platforms, say Facebook and Twitter, uh, there's an announcement about a, uh, uh, a fundraiser I'm doing for a friend of mine, Kevin Quinn, who uh, had a, a, a really crummy situation at a, at a Northeast Wrestling show recently at ohio you can read all about it and it's a, a fundraiser for him so if you if more important than all the rest of that yeah. other junk i just mentioned if if everyone could could donate to that that would be spectacular because he's kind of in a, in a tough way right now and and he's been a good friend of mine and a, a great uh referee in the ring who's who's definitely making waves as a referee so if, if everybody could take a look at that and maybe share retweet it i'd appreciate you that got it well. we will do that for sure as well that's no problem at all um donovan yeah, we're excited we're hoping this means that you're going to be in our neck of the woods uh say next summer 
when uh, typically a, a certain tour tends to, I just, you know, I'm hoping that it all seems to work out that way, wherever you end up that we're going to see in these parts. Um, I hope so. We really appreciate you taking the time for us, man. Hey, uh, congratulations on everything that you've done and everything that you're going to do, dude. It's an awful lot of fun to watch you perform, man, and appreciate you taking the time for us. Well, thank you very much for having me. Great stuff. Really appreciate Donovan Dijak joining us. Yes, yes, he's going to NXT. That's where he's headed. Um, He just can't, because of all of his contracts, he can't openly discuss it. But truth be told, like, most guys, once they're in this position, just stop doing interviews altogether because they feel as though all they have, you know, they have nothing to gain and everything to lose. So, like, we love Leo. I don't think Leo is doing interviews right now because he knows he's headed to NXT. So, Appreciate the fact that Donovan Dijak would still do one. Uh, good on him. He's he's a monster. Um, yep. And yet, you know, as we talked about, a high flyer at the same. I mean, he's just yeah. hell the, of a performer. The, the funny thing, first time I ever saw him was at MCW. He was a last minute replacement. They couldn't get someone up from Florida, so they called him to come down and uh, team up with Phoenix Fury. That was the first time I had ever seen that's him. Cool. And all of a sudden, that's cool. Yeah, appears on Ring of Honor. But I was like, right. oh hey, I yeah, saw, I saw that, guy. that guy. Right? Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. All right, let's get into this week's uh, quick count as we wind down this week's episode of Jobbing Out. Aaron, uh, let's begin off the reservation. There's not, there's not a lot to say about this, but um, kind of a neat story this week that uh, impacts uh, Impact or Global Force or whatever the hell we're calling it these days. <laughs> TNA, GFW, Impact, whatever. All of the above, All yes. of the above. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of sucks for us, but um, Davey Richard was given his release, and it wasn't for injury. It wasn't because he hates the company. It was because he, you know, according to his post, uh, he wants to leave and pursue uh, being a doctor. I remember we had him on, and I feel like I vaguely remember him talking about medical school, and I was like, wow, that's, that's kind of crazy, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, good for you, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, like, exactly. Good for you. I don't know how much money Davy Richards makes. You know, it's funny we're just talking about money with Donovan Dijak. Like, I don't know what that number is for Davy Richards working. It's probably decent. He was involved in like the mild bidding war because NXT yeah. kind of want him. So it, and I believe he resigned after that another contract. So I assume it's fairly decent money. Okay, um, but yet he's in a position where you can say, "Yeah, this is better for me. This is and for look, hell, you might." You're better health-wise. You're yeah. better. You know, there's a lot that's better about it. Good for you, man. Good for you. He's a really likable. He's he's been a damn good performer for yeah. such a long time. He's a really likable guy. Um, I know we got a lot of listeners out in the uh, Pacific Northwest where he's from. Interesting to see if he still does. Like, will he pop up at Defy? You know, I'm sure. Still, I'd be surprised if this is the last we've seen it. Even if he does go away for a little while, like, yeah. he's still fairly young. It wouldn't shock me if we saw him again regularly uh, in the future sometime. And but it's just it's very cool to see this. Is so often we see, oh, a guy broke his neck. He has or he has too many head injuries, or he you know had surgery for the fifth time, and this just isn't working out for him. You know how many times have we seen that on social media just pop up and just you know throw our hands up in the air like God, wrestling takes another one. So to see a guy walk away on his own accord, it, it's awesome to me. Um, you know, I agree. I don't know what else there is right. to say. Like, good, good for you, dude. Good for you. Um, it's a bummer for pro wrestling fans because yes, David Richards is awesome, but for him, it's super cool. All right, now a couple of fairly big stories that have popped up over the last week. I don't even know which one we want to go to. to with number two, you want to do Brock and and yeah, Matt? sure. Let, let's do that. Okay. 
So last week when we were putting together the quick count, we were debating what to include. And Aaron was like, hey, there's all these rumors all over Twitter about Brock Lesnar and and the UFC again. And we never really got anything that was defined enough that we were comfortable talking about it. And still, we don't have anything defined that Brock Lesnar is definitely going to go back to the UFC. The only thing that I think we know that's true is that he got back into testing. Yes, he's back in the pool. So um, he's which would make him eligible. And some people have speculated that that's because he just wants to remind the WWE because his contract is up after WrestleMania. Well, I definitely think that's it. I think he wants some, if, if nothing else, he wants some leverage, whether right. he's thinking about it or not. Right. That, that's, that's absolutely that's, the leverage. That's the been thing. something that's been speculated. This could be nothing more than I'm going to throw myself back into the pool so that. I have that option when the contract comes up to say, yeah, you know, I can always go right back to the UFC and screw you guys. Could be that. It could be that he really actually wants to take a fight, that he's he doesn't want, you know, the last fight, the last image of him in the, w- in the UFC to be his victory over Mark Hunt being tarnished because he tested positive afterwards. Don't know. Don't know. We don't know anything. There's nothing that leads us to anything definitively. But what we do know is that this week there's a very big UFC fight as John Jones is taking on Daniel Cormier. It's probably their biggest fight of the year. Um, most anticipated, most significant. You know, John Jones has fought once in like three years. Um, Stacked card. He got what three titles? Yeah, but this yeah. is this this the. Their money-making big star power, as we've talked about in the past, has seriously dwindled. The biggest thing that's happening for them all year is that one of their fighters is boxing. Um, Outside of Conor, they don't have definite money-makers on their roster. We don't know if Ronda Rousey's ever going to fight again. We just don't know. So this week, as Jon Jones is preparing for... um, you know, this fight, he said during Facebook Live, he'd like to fight Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar got a message from the AP. An AP reporter reached out to him and said, hey, you know, uh, John Jones said he'd like to fight you. Brock Lesnar said back, quote, would I fight John Jones anytime, anywhere? Right now, he should be worried about DC on Saturday night. And clearly, that's what he should be worried yes. about, no doubt. This is tantalizing. Oh, my God. It's tantalizing, but for all the wrong reasons. Not because Brock Lesnar and John Jones should ever fight each other. They shouldn't. John Jones is a light heavyweight. I was going to say different weight classes. Correct. Yeah. Brock, Brock Lesnar is a heavyweight. But who gives a flying F if we're living in a world where UFC fighters can box undefeated boxers and make boatloads of money Tell me something that has more money surrounding it than John Jones and Brock Lesnar. And this is where John Jones is smart. He should throw something like this out there. Because, honestly, if he does beat Daniel Cormier, he's really done everything that he's going to be capable of doing in the light heavyweight division, right? Frankly, he's already beaten Daniel Cormier, but there, there's this no... This is the redempt- or pseudo-redemption here. Sort of. It's his personal redemption yes. more than it is redemption. You know, like right. There's Nobody really wonders whether or not John Jones is better than Daniel Cormier. What we wonder is if John Jones is in a place where he's ready to be John Jones again. Right. If he can prove that, right, then what else is there? The, the problem for him is that while he's been gone, no one else in that weight class has asserted themselves as someone that's worthy 
of being an opponent for John Jones, which is why Daniel Cormier, despite not being as good as John Jones, is still the champion and the guy that's getting the fight. Nobody else is there. So if he wins this, there's not an obvious money fight after this. There's, you can't really justify a third Daniel Cormier-John Jones fight because Daniel Cormier would have lost to him two times. What, what is there that, that has money attached to it after this? Oh, this would have a lot of money attached to it. Just a bit. Just a bit of just it. A bit. Just a bit of it. If he were to lose, it would it would make sense. You know, I think Daniel Cormier would say he shouldn't have to fight him again. But it would make sense for there to be a third for the right. UFC because... They, because you can market it, if nothing else. You can market it. There'd be one and one. There'd be an obvious reason. You could use the, you know, John was rusty, might not have been ready for the fight at that point. Maybe if John take one more fight between you know, something those like two. That. But it would but make yes. sense to try to point towards a third fight. But still, even then, I could see John Jones trying to argue like, I don't really care about Daniel Cormier. I want to make money. And it, the, the, the questions about John Jones, the athlete, are non-existent. There's none. He's one of the great fighters of all time. The questions are about John Jones away from right. from fighting. So why not go try to make some money? Why not suggest, I would imagine the UFC would love it one way or the other, why not do something like this? If you're Brock Lesnar, everything you do at this point, it's very clear, all that guy cares about is money. Right. Does not give a crap about anything else. So if you're Brock Lesnar, again, who gives an F? Whether you win, you lose, who cares? I made a boatload of money, I can do promotional tours and be a rock star. The question is, is it feasible? One, two, what's the timeline? Because it's not happening before WrestleMania. No, he's, con- he's contracted through WrestleMania. Correct. Unless, unless they do another one of the... But it would seem as though they would be less likely to do that in the build-up to... Re- like, Correct. Like we're, they, they don't want to... S- you're going to help us build WrestleMania. Right. You're not going to help them build a fight right. between exactly. now and then. Exactly. It's what you're going to do between now and then. And then you want to go over and do that next summer, go over and do that next summer. And maybe the WWE would even be more willing in their negotiations to include... To write in, hey, you can take one UFC fight a year Correct. Or something something like along those lines in order to make him happy. It's... Look, you can't help but be, you know, kind of squeal a little bit like, oh, boy, this would be kind of great. Um, I don't know what the WWE's opinion of it is. I don't know what their opinion is of Brock Lesnar long term. I don't know how much they've... Look, I think that they're happy with what they've gotten out of Brock Lesnar. They continue to put him in big fights. They continue to give him titles, despite the fact that he doesn't show up for the most part. So I I got to imagine that the money they're making off of him justifies all of that. And so they're happy to continue to do, you know, capitulate towards Brock Lesnar. I There's a part of me that wonders if at some point, like, that just runs up. We've gotten everything out of Brock Lesnar that we can get out of Brock Lesnar. There's a part of me that wonders if the WWE doesn't think that for their Brock Lesnar value, it isn't a good thing to have him do this. You know, like, I, I don't know all those answers, but I know I'm all in on Brock Lesnar and John Jones. I know I, that much. I mean, as far as dream fights that are, are left, that's one of the few that are really left that but are even it, mildly Okay, feasible. but it's, it's also weird because it's not really a fight that you really wanted. Like, no, it's, nobody it's was not, walking it's not around. that you, you thought about it, but if you're, if you're playing matchmaker here, that could be even... Fe- like, we're, we're not talking about, you know, CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar where there's 100 pounds. This is at least, you know, people have gone up and down one weight class before. This is something you could feasibly see happening in a real world. And there's, you know, there's so few 
f- money fighters left. These are two of them. Put them together. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I would have no problem if they end up doing it, even if it's sort of a joke. Well, I mean, if we're assuming this is a one-time thing for Lesnar and he's not going to, you know, this isn't him signing a four-fight deal right. or something like that, then there's no one I'd rather see him fight. Because at least if you say a four-fight deal, okay, I'd kind of like to see him I, I see hear if he you. could make a title run. I, I do. But... I think there's a little bit on the other side, which is what what really gives Brock Lesnar the right to be fighting John Jones. You know what I mean? Like, all due respect, he didn't look all that good against Mark Hunt. No, who's ancient. But if this is if this is a one time exhibition fight thing, I don't care how good he. Lo- you know, I don't I don't care if he well, earned I'm the right saying, or whatever. I'm saying more. For what, the... what gives What gives Connor the right to fight for? No, fight nothing. Floyd. I agree, right. and that's sort of the joke. That's what people have pointed out is that he doesn't really have the right to fight Floyd, and it's it's a joke. And I, that's one of the it's one of the dangers that the UFC has as they as they do this dance with Brock Lesnar is that. You got to be able at some point to justify that you're more than just a spectacle, or else at some point you become, you know, strike force, or you become all these other companies that have attempted to. What's the one that will put on every 50 year old fighter? Chael Sonnen just fought Bellator. For, um, Bellator, right? Yeah. Like, it, you, you got to still remind people that you're not that. And I don't think Brock Lesnar, John Jones makes you that, but it's flirting with that. It's flirting with, we're just, now they've done James Tony. They've let him come in and have him like, they've done some things in the past that were questionable. It's just, yeah. At the same time, you know, you gotta look at, like you said, this is definitely the biggest UFC, uh, card of the year. Uh, and this is, I think the first time a lot of people are hearing about it because of this Brock Lesnar, Daniel Cormier oh, sure. stuff. I mean, that's fair. It's also a bad time of the year to be doing. I mean, like why would it, I know that they. I think they they want to have their biggest card be the Fourth of July weekend, but July is just a terrible time to try to put. I on. don't know if this will be because they have the Madison Square Garden show later but, this year. I think. What can they do? I, I don't. Well, but that's the point. What can they do? Like that. That's what we're getting back to. Is that there's not a lot of that's, big money fighters left in UFC. All right, fair enough. Um, and finally, number three. Uh, number three, we have a number one contender for uh, TakeOver Brooklyn. I guess this would be TakeOver Brooklyn 3. So I guess we have for the last couple weeks. I, it's very awkward. We we don't end up talking about NXT typically week to week here because we tape normally on Wednesday night and we could talk about you know what we know because the tapings are all done in advance. We, just, we typically end up not talking about week to week things when it comes to NXT. But I kind of can't hold my breath anymore because this came up in a conversation. I was uh, chatting with our buddy Brandon from Ramshead last night. Um, he was complaining about how he just doesn't care about uh, Big Cass, and I was like, I don't. Nobody cares about Big Cass. It's he's he couldn't be more irrelevant. Um, but I was comparing it to this NXT for the most part. I have very few complaints about, extremely few. I I, I was briefly nervous for a moment last summer. And very quickly, their their Brooklyn card maybe reminded me that I'm not all that nervous. That they're they're capable and they're constantly bringing in new talent that I'm excited about and 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 fresh. And because you don't you only get one hour a week of NXT, they typically are able to put together matchups that you can still be excited about. You love the performers. I'm really really surprised by how badly they botched this summer. And I have a lot of questions about how it happened because it this what they pulled reeks of something Vince McMahon would do. Now I don't think Vince, to our knowledge, Vince has no control over NXT and is not 
involved in day-to-day decisions. So I have no reason to think that he did. I wonder if Triple H is thinking like Vince too much. Something along those lines. Uh, NXT built a wonderful storyline to meet a very logical conclusion, or not even necessarily a conclusion, but that should have built... Built towards a big match at the biggest card of, of, the, of year. the year for NXT, yes. They, they did something post Shinsuke Nakamura. I think there was a lot of question as to what, what could they do to captivate in the main event post Shinsuke Nakamura. Hideo Itami did not accomplish that. It, it was fine. Nothing wrong with Hideo Itami. He's a very good performer, but there was not a lot of interest in Hideo, Hideo Itami, Bobby Roode. It was just sort of Especially the not with Hideo Itami as a face. No, it just didn't work. Um, as you could tell, because they quickly abandoned him as a face. Where they went next, I was unsure about at first, but it didn't take long for me to realize, oh, holy shit, this is working. And Roderick Strong versus Bobby Roode not only was clearly over with the crowds, which, again, I, I, w- I did not know that they could get... They did a really good job of telling Roddy's story and making him a white meat baby face and having him interact with Bobby Roode and the family. It was just all... They, they did a lot of the same stuff they did with uh, Finn Balor during Finn Balor's big push. They did the, the background stories. You know, obviously we knew Roderick Strong in ring. We didn't know him at all outside of the ring. They did that with Finn Balor back the summer when he was about to get the title. Yes. Um, it, was, it, was, it was wonderful, the work that they did. And they genuinely compelled me into, oh, they've got something here. They've got presumably big moment night before SummerSlam where either you pull the trigger and put the title on Roderick Strong or you have an ultimate heel moment where you have Bobby Roode do something there to Roderick Strong to screw him out of the title, to you know destroy him, beat his ass afterwards, something along those lines. You are set up for a major, major moment the night before SummerSlam in Brooklyn with Bobby Roode taking on Roderick Strong. And then in a super weird, inexplicable decision, they instead blew that off at a regular NXT taping and then immediately pivoted to Drew McIntyre, who is neither an over face. He's over because people know who he is. I mean, he's over in that, oh, Drew McIntyre's here, right? We're aware of him. We've been watching Drew McIntyre for some time. Yeah, the hardcore fans like him because he, he did so well in his time away from WWE. The casual fans are like, okay, I remember, yeah, I remember him. him. He, was, he was the, the chosen right. one, and that's but he, cool. But he's not an over-embraced face. And actually, Drew McIntyre as a face is just kind of weird in general. Like, It that, works against the right person. I think it works fine against Rude in, it, with this I character. I, I, think it, I don't think it works well as him as a cocky heel, but I do think that there are aspects of his face character look, that works. Mont... Big ass mother effers are hard to, unless we just love you because we love you. Right. It's hard for me to think of you as underdog, as the type of things that you like to associate with faces. Right, of course. Um, this is stupid. <laughs> this is really stupid. I, you know, they've got, I don't, I've not watched any of the tapings. We taped our show on Wednesday, so I've not seen any of the tapings. They've, they've taped everything through TakeOver. So starting this week, we'll see their entire build. 
And maybe they'll do a wonderful job of building something between Bobby Roode and Drew McIntyre between now and then. I'm skeptical because, like, you're not going to see him four times between now and then. That's not the way that NXT tapings work. You don't bring the same two guys out during every hour when you tape a show. No, but you could do vignettes. That, you know, they did. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they'll do something along right. those lines. Perhaps they'll build to something good, and even perhaps the match itself will be very. Oh, the good match is going to be wonderful, and, and that's all the of thing. those. The things. mat, the card is going to be wonderful. Removing Roderick Strong. When it was red hot and it was working, is dumb. It's dumb. And it reeks of something that Vince McMahon would do, which is look at that guy. That's not a big show main event guy. Look at this guy. This is a big show main event guy. I want that guy on my poster. I want that guy on my. I don't care about telling the story. I don't care about any of that. I think that guy alone is more sellable. So sell him, not him. And. I thought that in the last couple of years, we would have learned enough to stop doing that. And that's why it bothers me so much. I don't like this. I think it's bad. I think it's dumb. And it it doesn't worry me because, again, NXT, unlike you who thinks that NXT is going to die every every show when we talk about NXT. Botch! <laughs> um, I, I still believe in it. I just I, I don't like this and I think it's dumb and I can't. I'm not, I, I shouldn't be surprised because it's very pro wrestling, but I am surprised that they screwed this up. You know, I, I'm not shocked because I kind of assumed once I saw Drew McIntyre appear in Orlando that if he wasn't the guy to beat Rude, he would be the guy to very quickly get the title. I thought that that was a no-brainer uh, that that was going to happen. Then Chicago happened, and he wasn't even on the card for a TakeOver Chicago. Uh, Roderick Strong was. They started pushing. Like they, they've been pushing a lot of people. They've been giving. You know, they've been giving a Tommy time. They've been giving. Uh, oh no, I'd say has been given more Correct. time than Drew McIntyre or Drew, whatever he's yeah. going. I, no, he's Drew McIntyre. McIntyre right now. now. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, Could argue that uh, Killian Dane's been gotten has gotten more of a push than Drew McIntyre. Now Killian what? Dane is might be doing something else for uh, Takeover. But um, anyways, all those are going on. So it's like. Maybe they're just kind of doing a slow burn for McIntyre, and starting at Brooklyn, they'll they'll start pushing him towards the title picture. So to suddenly insert him in it is a little bit strange, and it would not surprise me if it was, as you said, a marketing decision over a relevant wrestling and, decision. And, and as as I say all of this, the other thing that I have to point out, I, because I have not, I don't, I don't do spoilers, I don't do any of that. If something, if something happened during tapings that changes something i don't know about it so i do right. want to point that out if, it's very possible it is a triple threat right if, if, if that ends up being the case i purposely avoid spoilers when it comes to nxt because i i have a lot of joy in watching nxt and so i do everything in my power there are some things that are that blow up so much i can't avoid them i didn't see anything from the most recent round of tapings that blew it up to the point where i think that there's a change coming um i i'm disappointed in it i, I just can't i was when we walked out, we went. You, you and I went and saw NXT when they came to this area. We walked out of it. I said to myself, "I'm even more excited." I assumed all along you're getting Roderick and Bobby Roode in the main event at Takeover, and I was excited about it because they'd done a good job. I was even more excited about it after I saw them work together at the house show. I said, "Oh, these guys are going to bring the house down. Yeah. These guys are." I going mean, to- they, they're just so natural, such natural opponents. Correct. Everything about it is perfect, and so. The the marketing aspect of this is just 
it, I, I can't ignore it. I get it. Those guys have a business to run. I'm not running their business. And perhaps, you know, selling fewer tickets on their tours this summer made them say, we need to interject the former Intercontinental champion. We, we don't, we have to, we have to have him in the top. That's all, that's all well and good. That's their right. But it's a bummer that they did all the work that they did and that it worked and that it was clicking and they were telling a great story and one that should build to a logical conclusion and then just sort of said, nah, the hell with it. The hell with it. I, I'm going to be upset about that and I reserve the right to be upset about that as a professional wrestling fan. Yeah, And uh, like you, I avoid the spoilers. I see you know stuff pop up on Twitter now and then so I do see some of them. I haven't seen anything for this taping really other than a couple people showing up. Um, It'd be one thing if Roderick Strong was transitioned into another feud and, and it was something just as hot. Right now, the way the landscape is in NXT, I, I don't know if he makes it to the, on the takeover card. And, and, and that's, that's ridiculous. It's insane. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, uh, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop because I'm just talking in circles at this point, but it sucks. It just sucks. All right. Um, if AJ was here, he'd remind you to check out his music. I got, uh, we both got a hold of his record. Um, it's good. It's, I hate, I don't want to say too many nice things about AJ, but it's really, really good, and it's uh, going to be available September 8th, uh, so make sure you check out Frank, F-R-A-N, Sense Sign on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever it is that you go to get your tunes. You can do that right now. Also, the Francis Sports Academy, Francis underscore sports on Twitter and Instagram. Follow AJ on Twitter, at AJFrancis410. Aaron, let's get some plugs in for you. At the AOster, the show is at at Jobbing Out Show. I'm glad you handled this for me. We are at Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. Any questions, complaints, concerns, or if you just want to hang out with us or buy us stuff, you can email us there. That's what uh, Dale Hoffman did. Yeah, and exactly. look at that. He ended up being on the show last week. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I, just, I have a few interviews coming out for the Baltimore Sun in the next uh, couple weeks, so keep your eye out for that. All right, very good. Uh, Baltimore Sun, check it out there. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. GlennClarkRadio.com is the website. Thanks again to Donovan Dijak for joining us. For Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and for the main event, vent, 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 AJ Francis, the Washington Redskins, I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out.